Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast on the 20th of October, 2015. Welcome. Hello, everybody. We were making poop jokes a second ago. We were having poopy jokes. Cheers. Why is anybody surprised? No? Nobody we're, surprised? Just nah, checking. We're, we're adults. Yes. <gasps> Your Starbucks cup looks so much cooler than mine. I got it at the grocery store. <laughs> Wait, what? My, Why does the grocery store have cooler Starbucks cups than a Starbucks? My Starbucks is in a grocery store, and it was wonderful. They know me Ooh. there. That's You know you have a problem. When they're like, what's up, Jesse? I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guilt. Girl, the, counter, usual, the sheer guilt. Here's the thing. Yeah. Girl at the counter watches this show. She's probably watching right now. Aw. Every day. And she asked me hi, questions about... She asked me questions about uh, what it's like to podcast. And I'm like, do you have conversations with your friend? Put a camera on it. There. Done. <laughs> Pretty much. With some semblance of pretending to have a format. I was going to say, go. without, but TV without you, there wouldn't be. <laughs> there wouldn't be a format. I, I have made, been made abundantly clear on that point since every time I let you lot run free with it, it just goes to hell. It gets a, yeah. It goes super wrong. Super duper yeah. wrong. Just, just awful. Absolutely <laughs> awful. You'll ruin the legacy of this show if you keep doing that. Can't allow it. The, le the legacy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna... Legacy. The legend. In stone ta in years to come, stone tablets will read about this show. The Be saga. Like a, couple, a couple of assholes and a guest. <laughs> and the poop jokes that were made. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. So good, always. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for tapestries at some point. <gasps> You've come to see the tapestries? What <laughs> a... Oh my gosh, oh, there are going to be monks in the future who just like spend years of their lives weaving weaving They'll blankets of our faces. They'll work on a loom. A loom! A loom! This is, is post-apocalyptic though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, tapestries so they, have returned and they're, they're yeah. post-apocalyptic monks. I mean, to be honest, I was so, considering replacing Octopimp's camera with tapestries because it would be higher frame rate than it currently true. is right now. <laughs> We've been trying to deal with this before the show started, trying to figure out exactly what the hell's wrong with this camera and we just can't do it. It I keeps know, it freezing looked, all the it time. It fine a few minutes it, ago. It yeah, and then it just broke again. Two seconds ago. It's Here's the thing, again. though. It, it gives us a good glimpse of your snidely whiplash-like character today. Mm -hmm. and it's so, I love the mustache. I just we want can you maybe to see Muttley in the background, like <laughs> yeah, 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 running around in the back, yeah, somewhere. Did you know they redid uh, Wacky Races in like two thousand six? I was about to say, have you won uh, your Wacky that Races? That doesn't sound good at all. Did they ruin it? No, it was awesome. Really? It was like it was there was but it was one pilot. There was like one pilot episode and it was super good. And it had like a bunch of really good voice acting in it and like like Jeff Bennett was in it and like Jim Cummings was in it. Like a bunch of really good voice actors were in it and it was hysterical and then like nothing ever happened with it. No. Yeah, so I it's know. It's literally just a pilot episode. It's ju it's like 6 Was it's it on called YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm noticing it. It was called Wacky Way Races Forever. Apparently That's it was it. never aired. Yeah, it, it went up. You can watch it on YouTube. It's like six minutes long, and it's super funny. And like the animation, the animation isn't great because it's a pilot, but it's really well written, and like the acting's good, and like there's a lot of gags that play really well. And they they focus kind of on like the visual comedy a lot because that's kind of what Wacky, Wacky Races was. So yeah, it's yeah, good. Check it out. It's just slapstick goofs. I I don't mm. know if I'm okay with uh with this Dick Dastardly right here. Oh this, yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 convinced. He seems he's, over. He seems overdressed for the occasion, really. I kind of like his like his like uh, jacket with the D buckles on it. I think that's cool. He's got yeah. he's got a popped collar though. 
Yeah, the yeah, but that's boy dastardly. I, I feel so bad for this little monkey. Oh dear. All right, can we all take a moment to he appreciate just pre that? Oh my god, he has a giant cheese button. Can we all take the moment to appreciate that his voice is the exact same voice as Pete from uh, Goofy? Just oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. that, guy, that guy does the voice of, like, a million Every things. Villain. All Every villains. damn villain. All mm -hmm. villains all day. That is his... He is in more, like... Man. Oh, yeah. I can't even... You should just play Kingdom Hearts. Play Kingdom Hearts... <laughs> One and two, and he does like ninety percent of the voices. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, all right, whatever. I mean, you go back and you watch like Rescue Rangers, and he's Monterey Jack, and it's the same yep. voice. He's just not evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never realized oh, until I came God. to the states that Monterey Jack was a cheese. That's yeah. just not a thing that's sold I love in England. Monterey Jack cheese probably is now, but uh, ha back then, no. Jack. Oh, mm. that's really oh, my God. Oh, my God. We are... I, the best part is, is to the rest of the world, we are like the white trash of cheese connoisseurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack with jalapenos oh, in it. That's so good. I mean, I like some bologna, but put some olives in that bologna, and you got uh, better bologna, am I oh, right? Oh, throw some jalapeno Jack on that. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. This, yeah. this, good sirs, is the finest vintage of craft <laughs> cheese slices, and only to be served to those with the appropriate palate, you see. Yep. We went to... um. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and a friend of mine wanted to get potato wedges, and she was like, she's like, oh, yeah, uh, they were like, what kind of cheese do you want in there? And she's like, oh, I'll take Swiss cheese. And they brought over, she's like, oh, I thought Swiss was the yellow one. And we were like, Lol. oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what? What? No, that's she not She did not watch thought. nearly enough cartoons. Swiss yeah. cheese is always, always white. white. It's always in it. white with holes. Everybody knows I that. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> just, dis just disgusting, really, mm. that they mm -hmm. don't know anywhere near enough about the cheese. <laughs> Their oh, cheese knowledge is that, severely lacking. That yeah. shredded cheddar, mm, put it on top of there. Throw some jalapenos on there. Yeah, oh my god, when, so when Tillamook did the, yeah. uh, the like, aged white extra super duper sharp cheddar, yes. I was like, I would buy it and just like shave a little bit off and eat it and be like, alright, I'm good. Shave a little bit more often. Right, the problem with, with <laughs> cheese like that is, is, is there'll be one day where I'm like, I want some fucking cheese. And then I'll put it away in the fridge. And then I'll forget that I have cheese. And then I'll open it back up. And like half of it is a solid block. block. It's like, well, I gotta get rid of that part. Yeah. <laughs> you're just wasting cheese every time well, you try I mean, to get... you, you can melt it. You know, you could do a grilled sure. cheese with that and it's probably just fine. I know, it hasn't gone off or anything, it's just hardened because of exposure to the air. It's not too bad. Yeah. There's, you there's can definitely a that. chef out there who's like, you're doing it wrong, you could use that 50 million ways. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> been I've been doing that a lot recently after the acquisition of our toaster oven and experimenting with all manner of different things. You are so in love with the toaster oh, oven. Like, every great. couple of days, TV in our, like in our Skype chat is like, guys, I made a quesadilla and it was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> We're all just like, okay. It was. It was great. Are you kidding me? I don't. Just like, what can I put in the quesadilla? You know, it's a case of uh, experimenting anything. with it. Anything, literally Any anything. It's great. Are the utilitarian sandwich south of the board? It's so good. You can throw anything south in there. Of, throw south anything. of the board. <laughs> My son is south also named Bort. Bort. <laughs> We're all out of Bort license plates. <laughs> come, on, come along, Bort. My friend, my friend works at Target, and his name's Brett, and he got them to make his name tag say Bort, 
He's like, everybody just called me Bort for because he jokes, he would joke that his name is Bort, and he's like, no, it's actually Brett. But his manager made him a Bort light name tag, and he's yes. just like, eh, we just call you that anyway. May as well have the name tag too. That's so good. Yeah. Hey man, I broke out my my rotisserie over the last few days as well. I've been going all out on the on the cooking. It's like, hey, I've got a big slab of meat here. Let's put it in the rotisserie. Th there's something amusingly medieval about it. You know, you get to spear it, stick it on a spit, and then rather than having you know a couple of serfs turn it for you over an open fire, you have a machine that does that for you. It's wonderful. Right, mm -hmm. right. And I've I've discovered it's also very hard to fuck up. It's like stick it in the rotisserie, d press go, meat. Happens. You have a Ron Popeil rotisserie, <laughs> set it and forget it? I pretty much. Me, just meat occurs. It's wonderful. That was college. 4 a.m. watching Ron Popeil sell rotisserie chicken machines. He's like, just set That's it. so good. And forget, forget it. it. Yeah, pretty much. That's, the, that's, that's so, it's like wonderful about that and crockpots. They're both both yeah. the same oh, shit. Oh, crockpots are great. Stick oh, it in there. Awesome. Food that is edible and probably pretty good in large amounts will come out later. And you don't have to do anything <laughs> about it. Yeah, of, all of, five pounds everybody of that stew. I know who has sent me messages being like, hey, I'm about to go to college. What what sort of recommendations do you have? I'm like, get involved in shit really early and buy yourself a tiny crock pot. That's yeah. all you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I, I survived for years through university on a George Foreman lean, mean grilling machine. Those were the I, shit. I know a lot of people who did that too. Yeah. yeah. It's just a case of you can throw pretty much anything in it and it'll probably come out edible. It, with yeah, minimal it, effort. It, it dries out a lot of meat, but it does. it'll be edible. You will yeah. you will That's why you just add ketchup at the top of it. Problem solved. Yeah, stick it in a stick it in two slices of bread eat it. Up. You can't screw that up. You throw meat on there, it comes out hot and edible. The yes. perfect college like that's Absolutely. Hot and edible. Guys, I have to send back my dehydrator. I'm really sad. Why? Why is every that? Every time I, so every time I use it, it makes my house smell like something's burning. And I was like this isn't. This can't be right. Because I thought That's maybe eventually it, like that smell would cure out, right? Like sometimes sure. things have like a weird smell the first couple of times you use uh -huh. them, but like it just never um. went away. So I contacted them and they were like, "Uh, it means you're not using all of the trays." And I was like, "I'm using all of the trays." And they said, "Oh, then that's not normal at all. You should send that back. <laughs> send that back before it sets your house on fire." Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah. like a good idea. They're like, hey, "You're probably going to burn something." So yeah, very sad. I I bought a really nice rice cooker off Amazon because I was like, you of know course what? you I did, you fucking weeb. Yeah, it's true. and then I bought just a big old bag of sushi rice, and I was like, mm mm, eat it up. I, you know, I, I can kind of understand it. You know, if you've got a busy household <laughs> in Japan, for instance, I can understand mm -hmm. owning one of those. But mm -hmm. making rice is not difficult unless you're trying to make really good rice to make sushi with or something like that. Listen, listen. The label on the box said it cooks rice perfectly, and I have nothing to compare it to, so I'm going to assume that it cooks rice perfectly. <laughs> you, know, you, you can get a thing of rice that just goes in the microwave, one minute done, right? Oh, uh, but those aren't good. The TV, those I mean, don't most taste most good. rice is it's... just not good, though. It's kind of the what? same. Well, maybe you just don't like rice. That's basmati <laughs> rice. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the world's biggest fan of it. Jesse knows what's up. Yeah, basmati, basmati rice, rice sure, but mouth. that's with a curry. You know, you don't have basmati oh, rice with Japanese food. Well, I, I basically just put the rice in there, and then I add, uh, I, instead of using water, I use chicken broth. And then I use uh, chili oil. Yeah, I use chili oil. I take a scoop of chili oil and put it in there, and then some curry powder. And then you just, if you want, you can throw veggie, frozen veggies in there, too, because they steam when the rice steams. And then you get, like, a nice little rice dish in the end. Mm, it's good stuff. <laughs> just a nice little rice dish. Mm, a sweet little yeah. rice dish. 
Welcome to Cooking with Co-Optional. <laughs> Pretty much. That was we, the worst name. I'm we sorry. occasionally talk about rotisserie ovens and video games. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Rotisserie chicken, though. Yeah. <laughs> I did one of those a couple of days oh, ago. God. Yeah. Oh, God. And then I pulled the rest of the chicken and put it in quesadillas in my toaster oven. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up in the show, I, we'll be I talking- I bought an ice cream maker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dodger's like, you know, last week's like, I'm on a diet. I'm eating better. And there's like, I bought an I ice cream maker. Yeah, so that I can make ice cream out of not dairy so that I don't fart and kill everyone in my life. Anyway, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. <laughs> Video games. Video games. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the games that we've been playing this week. Why don't we start with you, Jesse? What's been up? What's been going on? I ain't played shit. I was out of town. So now discussing was... shit. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played nothing. So, All right, you're useless. Let's move on to somebody yeah. else. Dodger, what have you been playing this week? What's uh, going on? Uh, okay, so let's see. I played Downwell. Ah, um, that frustrating piece of crap, yes. Yeah, that, that piece of shit, no. It's it's fun. It's very, um, everybody pitched it as an endless runner, which it's not. I don't think, I think everybody should know that straight up. It's not an endless runner game. It's a game that has stages and the longer that you live, like the more stages you live through, the more power-ups you get. So it's basically like the idea of the game is that you're this little dude and you're falling down a well and you're trying to get as deep into the well as you can. Mm -hmm. I did not get very far. I played it for like two hours and I did not get very far at all. Oh but yeah, I watched. It was great. I, I enjoyed every <laughs> last minute of the misery. <laughs> uh, they give you different, because originally the game is in a black and white palette. So the longer you play, you get different palettes and you can change things up that way. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun, like getting the power ups and stuff. But at least for as long as I played it so far, it's pretty repetitive um, because, again, you're just falling down a well, killing monsters and mm -hmm. gaining gems and buying things if you find a shop. And uh, yeah, it's uh, shuts up a shop in a well. How lucrative of a shop is that? I don't know, Jesse. Why are the there why are there shops why are there shops in the dungeons and binding of Isaac? I don't know. Well, because that's all in his head and it's it's not real. Maybe this isn't real. Have you ever thought about that? You ever considered that? Maybe no, this is No, no, this is clear real. this is clearly real. This is the plot of the ring. Um I didn't Fuck know that, that it movie. was it's also a a game you can get on your phone. I didn't realize. I, I would not want to play this on a phone. I'm looking at it. I'm either. like, the, the amount of precision required. I think uh, Slowbeef was talking about it. It's like, yeah, Downwell's great. Don't buy it on the phone. Because yeah. you will just yeah. be miserable. A friend of mine was trying to play it on the phone and kept being like, oh, oops. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. shit. To be fuck fair, that. that's what I was doing, too, with the controller. But um, I think the the one frustrating thing about the way that it works on the controller is that the button to jump is the same button to shoot. So you're always shooting down because mm -hmm. again, you're okay. trying to get further and further down into the well. Um, so sometimes I'd be like, I'm trying to jump, but then I just shoot instead. And I was like, no, I wanted, I wanted to jump though. Right. And I guess if you play with the keyboard, they're different buttons. Um, it's not the same button for both moves. So I'm like, ah, I don't know why they didn't just do that with the controller and there's no way to remap it. Uh, but it's, I don't know. It's fun. It's pretty mindless. It's its a mindless good time if you if you want the sort of game where you're just like, oh, I got a little bit farther that time. Better start over again because he died. 
Downwell, so. the name mm. of that. Oddly mm. enough, we'll be talking a little bit about some mobile stuff in the news section. We'll get into a little bit of discussion, but we won't do that quite yet. Ooh. Got some ideas to talk about, but not quite. Oh, I played Pokemon Shuffle. Fuck that game. Okay. Wait, you've been okay. You've been playing Pokemon Shuffle for weeks now. This is the first time that you've said "fuck that game" instead of "that game's great and I love it." So what happened, Jesse? Nothing. You get to a certain point. I think I got to either like level eighty-seven or level ninety something. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it becomes to the point where if you want to do well you have to spend the in-game currency. Like, it just, either that or you, because you can only play five times a day, or five times, each one turn takes 30 minutes to recharge. So you can play more than that. But usually I play, like, once in the morning, I play five in the morning, and then five at night before I go to bed, right? And so that's, like, ten okay. tries a day, which is fine for a normal human being. But the damn right. fucking game, like, there's one level where it's like, all right, in order to get S rank, you it's, you have to, in order to beat it, you have five turns. In order to get S rank, you have to do it in four turns. And the fucking thing, like, at the start, it blocks off several things that makes matches impossible. So you're just like, what do I do? What? What? And because it's randomized, you, you just get fucked. So it's like, all right, I'll do it again. And then you get fucked. All right, I'll do it again. And then you get fucked. It's like, all right, I'll do it again. And eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, here, take 1,000 coins. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can't, the Pokemon's like, I can't do that ability anymore. And then you're like, oh, all right, instantly win. It's like, this is bullshit. You're bullshit, game. <laughs> so that's that's what I did this past week. Let's play that game way too much. I'm like, I'm, I, I have too many damn Pokemon. I don't, even, I don't even give a shit about Pokemon, and I have too many damn Pokemon. I can't handle it. <laughs> Fucking Maui or whatever his name is. He has a mouth on his back. You're stupid. You're stupid. I was on you for like a week and a half, and I hate Ma you. Ma Whatever his name is, Mogwai. <laughs> Get out of here, Mogwai. Get out of here, Mogwai. Nobody feed him after you. midnight. So yeah, mm -hmm. we can move on. I don't want to give that game hype because that game butts. Game stupid butts. <laughs> it's it's really fun until you hit level ninety apparently, and then it but, turns yeah, into bullshit. Yeah, before then it's great because you get all little cute. It's all the little cute Pokemon that are like the little like whatever they're called the, the like baby ones. Not level one or two, but like the baby ones, and they're all cute. And and you're like, wow, this is great. It's fun getting cute Pokemon. And then you get to the asshole ones that are like, I have a mouth on my back. Fuck you, back mouth. Stupid Pokemon. <laughs> back mouth. Uh, my favorite Fuck Pokemon. you, back mouth. <laughs> Worst Pokemon, back mouth. So that was frustrating. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Uh, another game that I played is called Paint It Back. And it's a... It's a Sudoku game, basically, but or like a Sudoku type game. I'm not sure. There's a there's a term for the type of game that this is, uh, but they essentially give you a grid with a bunch of numbers, and you're trying to paint in a pixel style painting. Are you talking about paint by numbers? <laughs> is that what no. you're describing to me right no, now? No, this is not paint by numbers. Okay, are <laughs> you promise. sure? I okay. promise it's not okay. paint by numbers. Okay. Nonogram. Is that the is that the right word for it? Wait. I'm gonna take know. a second to Google this. Fuck yourselves. Nonogram. Is that what it I've never heard no. of? No, ah, dang it. Are you making this up? Is this No, I'm you, not! Did you dream this? Is this a real Pick, thing? What is this game Pick called? Cross, 
nanograms and picross. It's called paint paint it back. So like you're paint given a grid and then on the sides, like around the grid, it'll be like, um, this is how many squares are all painted in a line or in a row. Oh, this is so hard to describe. It oh, gets is so it like, is it's it like really hard and... but you're making a picture. Kind of. It's more like that's what it looks like. It's more like Sudoku than Minecraft. Or mine, mine, Minesweeper. Jesus. Minecraft. Minesweeper. Yeah. But Picross yeah, like, is what everybody's making... saying. Picross. Picross. Nonogram. Picross. Oh. Whatever. Fuck it. It's one of those. <laughs> okay. Sure. But it starts off really easy, right? It'll be like, all right, in this row. There's two blocks that are painted in. And in this row, there's two blocks that are painted in. So which ones do you paint? And you're like, these two. And it's like, good job. And then it turns into, all right, there are 20 that are entirely painted in this row. But then that next row has five that are painted and then 10 that are painted. But it's still a 20 by 20. So which ones do you paint? You're like, I don't know. (laughs) It's really hard. I played a bunch of it on stream and did fine for the most part. And then I tried to play it by myself without the pressure of chat being right there. Like, hey, hey, you're fucking up. (laughs) And then I did really badly. I did really badly all by myself. So this is like the first time I can say that chat pressured me into being good at a game instead of vice versa. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that that game is actually super fun. I want to I want to play more of it, even though I'm terrible when I'm by myself at that game. It's really hard. It's a really hard game. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Vermintide, and that is extremely yeah. fun. That game rules. That one is like, it's a it's Warhammer. Yeah, it's Warhammer Left for Dead, basically. Left for Dead. That's yeah. yeah that's the yeah. crossover Venn diagram I, mean, I was looking for. I've been uh, I've been playing Warhammer like the miniature game since I was in like fourth or fifth grade. So it's I'm like super invested in the universe, like the, the uh, um, you and Total Biscuit can be best friends forever. Yeah, I I love I love the Warhammer Fantasy specifically. Forty K is all right, but I'm uh, shame they I, just uh, uh, fucked up all of Warhammer Fantasy by basically oh. retconning everything, blowing up the whole fucking planet, and then replacing it with Age of Sigma. Yeah, Age of Sigmar. Basically, I I my friend told me he was like, oh yeah, so Warhammer's dead now. I was like, what? No. And he's like, go check the site. And I was like, yeah, there literally, literally is. They yeah. literally the the Earth was split into and died. Mm-hmm. That was what? the plot. Yeah, they were just yeah. like, well, because there was the whole like end times thing where they're like, oh, yeah, they, they wanted chaos to win because they wanted to redo everything. But chaos didn't win. And they were just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We'll just I'm sorry. Can I? Yeah, they just they're blew just like, the whatever. fucking world <laughs> yeah. up pretty much. That's then the weird thing about Vermintide is it's set in the end times. Yeah, so it, you've got that game there. But I, yeah. I have to wonder if that even if Games Workshop will even let anybody set anything there that hasn't already started development, because obviously I imagine that. Uh, uh, Total War Warhammer will be set in either the end times or one of the older settings. Yeah. But past that, they'll probably want people to make Age of Sigmar games. Mm-hmm. Well, they they pointed out uh, Grimgore in uh, one of um one of the Total War things, I think. So that's kind of an indication that it's going to be end times because he was like a big player in end times yeah. stuff. So, but yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Like I'm really enjoying it, and uh, specifically because it isn't really ranged focused which you know like when you are playing left for dead it's all gun well most all guns. guns yeah pretty yeah much. yeah so when you're playing vermintide you're right up in their faces you have to be because you have such little maximum ammunition that it's really useful and you want to conserve it so to fight 
in this game you have to be like right up in their faces so you're in like a melee in first person and it is so cool and really really enjoyable i am having a blast with that game and it's only pre-release it's not even the full version isn't even out there's only three missions available right now so it's really yeah. good they were looking for like 13 14 missions on launch for that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it does seem pretty great Mm -hmm. honestly there's i love the melee system in it it had a lot of impact to it and especially if you're playing like the dwarf with his little sword and sh uh, well his hammer and shield and shit you mm -hmm. you'd be like deflecting shit and they'd be right up in your face and you're mm -hmm. you're really kind of meleeing them I, mm -hmm. I do need to try the uh the empire soldier who has that big two-handed warhammer i think that that would be a lot of fun. oh my friend last night rolled an orange warhammer for the soldier and it's got like a bunch of traits on it. I haven't gotten any orange stuff yet, but I've gotten some blue, some some rare stuff. And uh, it's like crazy good. It's got like a giant skull on it. It looks like a huge meat tenderizer with like gold filigree all nice. over it. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I Wait, love that so stuff. Is it, though. is it? Is it like Left 4 Dead in that it's more zone based? Like you complete a zone at a time or yes so you're going through your mission and it'll be like okay well your first mission is to go to the guard tower and then you so see you like work your way up to the guard tower and you're there and it's like oh no guards are dead okay what now so you have to make your way up to this to uh to the top of this tower at the middle of the city to blow this horn to alert all the surrounding villages so then you have to work your way up there and then oh no there's a door you have to blow it up so, you know, you have to move these barrels and blow them up by placing them here. So it's it's very much like that. You know, it's very like kind of yeah. mini objective to get to the end. And then um, uh, once you do that, then you have to escape. Uh, it's really good. Like I am having an absolute blast with this game. And it's like I said, it's not even full release yet. It's only right. just like yeah. pre-release. The main good. good thing about the game is that outside of, you know, Left 4 Dead doesn't really do anything in terms of persistence. So with vermintide you get if you beat a level you get loot rolls at the end of it mm -hmm. so you can end up getting better loot and it's persistent so you can upgrade your character and then you can tackle the harder difficulty levels with your better loot and shit exactly so it's got a nice progression curve on it compared to left for dead which really doesn't and one of the interesting things about the loot progression in it is as you're going through the level you can grab these tomes or these books and uh they're they take up your healing item slot but if you take them to the end of the level, you get extra loot. Yes. So it's uh, and there's even one that's called the grimoire. And if you take that, it takes up your potion slot, but it reduces everyone's maximum health by 25 percent. But if you take that, you have like one super dice that has a really good chance of getting you uh, higher on the loot table. It's it's really cool. So mm -hmm. like you got to be like, do we want to get better loot or do we want to take the potion or what? It's it's cool. Yeah. So it's really, really good stuff. Interesting. Yes. Vermintide's like so. legit. Probably like the first game in that genre, I think, that really matches Left 4 Dead in some way in terms of oh, production absolutely. values and also in terms of uh, sustainability and actually keeping people playing it. Because lots of people try to do the Horde multiplayer thing and a lot of people make some really, really dull games. Mm -hmm. But the loot system in particular with Vermintide keeps you playing and the kind of character mm -hmm. progression. So mm -hmm. we'll see what they do with uh, the post-launch content. I think they're looking at adding new levels but also new classes. So that will probably get people oh, playing to level what? up a new class, get new get new loot and shit like that. So, yeah. I want him to add... Uh, I was talking with my friends, and I want him to add... Ideally, in a perfect world... I mean, if they have DLC characters, I would buy them in a heartbeat. I want him to add a Lizard Man Saurus Warrior. Not gonna happen, but I think it'd be pretty cool. Troll Slayer would be pretty good. With, oh, like, kind of yeah, dual-wield axes and hammers and shit. Just going oh, berserk, that would be pretty great. 
That would be really, really good. Also, um, any of the other mages like uh, from the other colleges of magic, like a metal wizard or something like that, or like a life wizard or something like that, because you just have the bright wizard right now, but it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sick. (laughs) I've been reading all about this end times uh, Age of Sigmar crap. Uh huh. The fan base is super not happy. They are not oh, happy yeah, at all. That's no. an understatement. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. uh, wow. I'm. It's it's borderline outrage, is what it is. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I mean, basically, you're taking a game that's been the same for over 20 years, and uh, because the whole game was done in regiments, so you had your uh, you had everything at square bases and so it was all like traditional military stuff you know you had your regiments and you would line them up and you would have your your formations but now everything's circle based and skirmishers there's no and there's no fact you can combine any factions together if you have stuff from chaos demons and you want to play it with empire okay sure do that and they basically just want to make like what yeah oh yeah if you uh if you have like a bloodthirster you can just put it in uh, which is a greater demon. You can put it in an army with anything else, just anything you want. High elves. Yeah, Great, it. it literally became well, like in a way sense. pay to win because yep. you oh, can absolutely. have as many units as you, it used to be a point system. So you just mm-hmm. balance the armies based on points. Now mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you have a bigger army. Cool, play them. And yep. the other guy gets some uh, different objectives as a result of kind of being the underdog. Which mm-hmm. to some degree makes sense because it lets people that have a lot of units play with people that don't have all that many. But simultaneously, it also is like, yeah, just put whatever the fuck you want in there. Yep. Which means you can d- create some of the dumbest power gamey shit in the universe. N- not really a huge fan of what they've done yeah. with that. But their argument was that, look, fantasy was not making them any money anymore. 40k is much, much more popular and that they really needed to revamp it and make it more accessible. I mean, the thing's got a four-page fucking rulebook. Yeah. You know, bear in mind, the old ones are like 120 pages. I was going to so, say, yeah. that sounds like it's got some complicated rule sets. Four whole pages, pages. my goodness. I yeah, it just was a lot that. easier. A lot easier. Uh, I mean, uh, you can still play 8th edition. There's nothing stopping you, but the only problem is that some armies never got an update for 8th edition, so you just can't play them which really sucks they suck. yeah 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 so like bretonia is not updated for eighth edition so it's like whatever uh but you know i mean you can still play with the the rule books that they made for eighth edition there's nothing stopping you it's just i don't think they're gonna update it anymore i think that's no, the end not much in the will. oh my god guys so um sam and i were watching the magic the gathering pro tour okay. this weekend and <laughs> i was like we've got like two and a half hours to kill before we're going to be leaving the house for this wedding. So I bet I bet we'll be able to watch at least through the semifinals. So <laughs> like we've got to see two games total in that amount of time mm-hmm. because they kept doing these weird things where they'd be like, "All right, time for part 3 of our lore roundup for this most recent expansion." Oh. And it would be like an hour, an hour of them being like <laughs> Just, just like, oh, I don't, I can't even mimic it because all of the words were Magic the Gathering words, right? So <laughs> we're watching it and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea who any of these people are, what any of these factions are, these races. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. And Sam just goes, this is why everyone hates Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I feel so bad for them because it's so interesting. All of the... 
Like the difference between watching, say, StarCraft versus watching Magic the Gathering, all of the people who do commentary for Magic the Gathering are older. Um, like it feels much more like they're mimicking sort of uh, traditional sports casting, right? Because mm-hmm. they've been around for so long. Like Magic has been around for so long at this point. It's it's totally different from watching esports now, and they do a lot of the same sort of things where they're like, "All right, well, I know that we just saw that, but let's do a whole recap of that entire game." And we're like, "No, we don't need that. We just <laughs> watched it. We don't need you to do that." And they're like, "Great. Now let's do an interview with this pro player's best friend." And we're like, "No, that's not necessary." <laughs> well, like, I mean, no, they're just they're filling do... time at that point. They're filling yeah. time. Yeah, and I was like, I just want to see the semifinals so bad. And then we had to leave the house. It was bizarre. I was like, man, there's like so much just like fluff. But it's it's very much more like watching ESPN, right? Just like lots of chatter and and videos that they've made to build hype. And yeah, Yeah. it's interesting. It's always really funny when you're watching them and they're like, you know, they like tap an island or tap a land for mana and it's just like they try and hype that up as much as possible because sometimes they have to think about it. they're like oh is he gonna tap that is he gonna tap that for mana is he oh he, Will he do it he, he oh he did, did it he did, did it tap. okay it's, that that frees yeah it's like golf <laughs> yeah oh, it gathering is. is like the golf of of i don't want to say esports but card sports where mm-hmm. it's like card sports. they have to get excited about everything or mm-hmm. and, but doing that very polite excited mm-hmm. like do you think he's gonna tap the mana? i think i think he is that's a mana tap. We have a mana tap. We have, that is a mana tap. That gives him free floating. <laughs> what can he do with that? Let's look at his hand. He could play this. It's like, okay. Right. Well, I mean, that's a lot That's a lot like Hearthstone. It's just the thing is that Magic Army takes a lot longer simply because yeah. of all the, the responses and the chains of actions and shit that can end up happening, which can drag the game out and really? the opportunity to respond to pretty much everything you do, whereas Hearthstone obviously doesn't have that. But yeah, still, the, the commentary style is quite similar. And they have, like, the two people who are playing... And then six people who are standing around them to make sure that they follow the rules, make yep. sure that they're not cheating, make sure that they are counting correctly. Like yep. everybody's doing their own math to make sure they're all yep. on the same. It's you know, fascinating. You know like watching com- them actually play the game is really fun. But but yeah, like magic has such rich, deep lore at this point that hearing them try to catch people up on the lore is just a shit show. It's like, I don't know what any of this means. I don't know what literally any of this means. One one thing that was really funny to me about the Magic the Gathering lore is that I didn't know that like like the original, like the base sets of magic, like the old, old, old sets of magic had a continuing story until like yeah. maybe I was in high school because I'd been playing magic at that point for like i don't know like five or six years and i went back and i was like oh my god like the uh, like the the alpha and beta sets like with urza and mishra and there's like this whole thing they're like oh yeah there was a story and i was like i never read any of those because they gave you the books the little booklets with the story in them i was like i just threw the shit away i didn't read it (laughs) (laughs) i figured that was the 300 page rule book right yeah (laughs) yeah i mean yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So it was like I I never knew that there was this whole go- ongoing story and like up through Weatherlight and the whole you know Phyrax, uh, Phyraxian stuff and uh, that that whole deal with like making Karn and uh, it was just like I don't understand any of this. You had an ongoing story the whole time I was playing. 
Yeah. But whatever. I just didn't notice it. I it's guess. really fun looking at chat right now, too, because people are like, oh, yes. Well, right now we've got uh, this guy who might be dead. Actually, I think they retconned that. I think he's alive now. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> exactly. I should be taking notes. Precisely. Mm, yeah. Yes. So I remember I was like, I really kind of like the Planeswalker stuff. That's pretty cool. And people were like, that's baby shit. I was like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> Well, excuse me. It's like, yeah, yeah don't right. don't really need to feel you know feel the need to impress any of you at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, our Magic the Gathering cred has disappeared oh, in no, ashes. Oh no, you guys might realize that we're not good at games. No. Uh, how <laughs> the illusion shattered. Yeah, yeah, your immersion ruined forever. Indeed. Mm -hmm. oh, I remember as there was an awesome video game a long time ago, which I think was a Planeswalker game. But it was almost 20 years ago, Microprose made it, and it was Magic the Gathering, but you'd like wander around this world and do these quests and shit, and acquire cards that way, and learn about the lore. It was really cool. Huh. Hmm. That's yeah. cool. They haven't made anything anywhere near as good as that since, actually. the Most of the Magic the Gathering video games have been pretty piss poor, which is a shame. I never messed around much with dual Planeswalkers, but I had some friends who really liked those. Yeah. Yeah, those were apparently pretty okay. I had, a, I had a badass Chandra deck. I could drop some fire spells up your butt. Just psh, psh, fire. Psh, psh, psh. Talk about lighting a fire under my ass. Hey. Hey. Don't try to make jokes. it funny. Don't try to make it funny. This my is very fire serious. up your butt is, that's as mm. far as we go. Mm -hmm. That's okay. the level of humor we have. <laughs> that's, that's it? That's it? Bait? That's okay. it. That's the okay. threshold. Gotta fire, yeah. up Got your, gotta fire up your butt. That's it. <laughs> Bad puns your uncle would make. That he thinks are the real puns, but aren't. That's not even a pun. That's not even a pun, Jesse. That's not what puns are. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the, the one that your uncle be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna light a fire up your butt. And you're like, oh, that's not that's not that's not even a saying. And he's like, Jesse, that doesn't uh, make sense. Be like a tree and eat a banana. You're what? like, that's not even like, no one no. says that. Nobody has ever said that. Just that doesn't make any <laughs> sense anyway. Okay, no one has ever said that. doesn't make any sense. Ah, go ask your mom, man. Hey. Hey. hey, go get me another bee. <laughs> That's what Jesse's going to be like as an uncle one day. <laughs> hey. Hey, go get me a bee. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of, of rich, deep story, mm. I played all of the first chapter of Minecraft story mode. Oh, and. Wow. That's been a hilarious shit show. Just the most hilarious shit show of stuff because, you know, it's it's Telltale who make really good QTE story-based games. Making a story in, inside of... Yes, yes. Uh, two, three years ago, really good QTE-based games I would have accepted. Uh, overused, uh, same fucking thing every time games. They do. They do utilize the same format, but I mean, they're still right, they're still good games. Continue. They're still good games. Anyways, so taking that 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 format and then applying it to Minecraft and making a Minecraft spinoff, I don't think they realized how much of a shit show they were going to get with people being like, "I bought this Minecraft game and I couldn't even build a house in it." <laughs> Zero out of ten. Like so many of the reviews are like, "This isn't a Minecraft game. You don't." build in it and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> like, it's why? incredible do, do these people just not read the description of the game before they, they don't bought realize, it or what no they they really? think that it's gonna be they a bunch of people 
thought this was going to be Minecraft, but with like a single player story campaign, basically. And that's not what it is. Obviously, oh, it's a Telltale story oh, QTE game. And people oh, are like, the fuck is this? The one um, the one complaint that I find very, very grounded in reality is uh, a lot of people have played this game and been like, the animation is a little weird in it. Which I do agree with. I'm totally fine with it, but literally anytime somebody smiles in this game, it looks like they're doing like the... Oh, the DreamWorks face? No! It's so funny. Every smile looks like it's supposed to be kind of a smarmy, you want to go touch butt smile. Hmm. Which is weird. <laughs> it's really strange. Like oh for some God. reason they couldn't animate like a sweet smile or just like a normal smile. Everybody looks like they're coming on. Well, each other Telltale can't game. animate worth toffee. Let's be honest. Like there's been complaints over the last few years about the fact that Telltale hasn't upgraded their engine at all. <clears throat> is is pretty shitty at animations, and that continues to be the case. And I suppose it's nice that they can kind of hide it under the Minecraft aesthetic. But their engine's fucking old, and they haven't really improved it over the last few years. Because, well, why would you need to? Honestly, they're making too many games at the same time right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making well, a shitload of money hand over fist on pretty much all of them. So, when would you get the time? Well, and it's a big problem, too, especially with Minecraft. Because so many people have been, like, like really big popular YouTubers have been doing Minecraft machinimas for years. Oh, yeah. So, everybody's got, like, a style that you're used to seeing that works really well within the community. And then, you know, Telltale makes a game where it's nothing like the like sort of machinima people are used yeah. to. Yeah. So it winds up just looking kind of weird. I think story-wise, though, I think that it's really cute and fun. I enjoyed it. I got invested in it. There's a pet pig. It's adorable. Okay. It's not, it's, you know, it's not trying to be fucking game of thrones or wolf among us it's not like a super dark story um it's just like a bunch of friends who are in a minecraft competition and then oh no vortex opens where does it go it right. seems like it's aimed at kids yeah it is they do say they do say hell in it i was like Ooh. oh oh goodness gracious shocking i know really. shocking. i know i remember when as little they said hell one time and clarissa explains it all and i was like whoa they can't <laughs> I liked I liked in kids movies when they would say the occasional shit. I'd be like, <laughs> or crap, even crap. just crap. I was like, in, <gasps> they said crap and Ren and Stimpy one time, and I was like, should I be watching this? Like, am I allowed to see this right now? <laughs> that's that's what put me on the that's what put me on the path I am today. Bad that's language true. in movies and TV. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm such a total dickhole right now in life. <laughs> it's because I watched a cartoon say poop when I was younger, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna grow up and talk shit on the internet. Talk crap. Talk, talk, talk crap. poop on the internet. Talk duty on the internet. Yeah. Um. Did any of you get? Um. Oh, actually, never mind. No, I already started it. Did any of you guys okay. ever, when you were little, sit in your room by yourself and say bad words to like no one? Just no. To... <laughs> no. no that, was, that was just I you. I used to sit in my room and just be like, I think I fart, was just... and then I'd start laughing, and then I'd be like, yeah, it was definitely crap, you. and then I start laughing. When I was a little kid. No, but what I would do is I I used to play this game called Dungeon Hack, where it was like a D and D game, and I would name all of my characters like the worst, the worst names I could think of, like <laughs> like fart shit or stuff like that. And so and, Dodger today, currently actively Dodger in real life right now. That's literally yeah. every time I name anybody yeah. in a game. And there was 
I also we also had this old DOS uh, Wheel of Fortune game, and I would always guess. I, I thought it was the most hilarious thing to guess curse words as the answer to the puzzle. They were never right, unfortunately, but you know, hey, I got a good laugh out of it. But hey, yeah. Although, admittedly, when Siri first came out on the iPhone, mm-hmm. the first thing I did was ask her like the dirtiest shit imaginable because I was like, I want to see what a robot says to this stuff. So I, I, I would just be like, Siri, where can I fuck some shit up and get some poon? And she'd be like, <laughs> I d- I'll check the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time there's an update, like there was just an update, and they always say, we've optimized Siri. And I always wonder, what did you add? <laughs> what sort of questions can I ask now that she had In no answer for well, last time? In the beginning, you could be like, Siri, where can I get some whores? And she'd be like, here's 15 locations. You could, you, you used to be able to like do that. And now it's like, grow up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Ew, grow up. Just finally when like, I hope like if someday there's a successor to Siri on like the last update to Siri, they're just like, finally, Siri will just say fuck. You know what? Whatever. We don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, people would be like, Siri, where can I bury a body? And she'd be like, here are 15 locations. And they'd all be really good suggestions. <laughs> like, one of them would always be like a local swamp. And you're like, this is sick, but amazing. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> one of them is just like a dumpster. Yeah. It's the closest there, dumpster to you. It was never it was never funeral homes. It was always like, Siri, where can I bury a body? And she'd be like, here are some locations. And it'd always be like a local park. Like Chris. <laughs> <great. laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. A tree a tree that you, nobody checks ever. Yeah. This old willow. Put it in, <laughs> put it inside this old willow. Do you, are we done with your game, Snodger? What have you played? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, Minecraft story mode. I played Sky Hill. Did any of you play Sky Hill? I have. Yeah, that game. That game is pretty fun too. That's that's another one that's kind of like down well, where you're like, all right, let's see how far I can get. All right, I got a little bit farther that time. I've only played on easy, but I forgot that I was playing on easy because I thought about playing on normal and then didn't. So I got pretty far. I got to floor. So for those of you who are watching right now, Sky Hill is this game where you're starting on the 100th floor and you're trying to get to the first floor because the it's world's gone to shit. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I got down to, uh, what was it, chat? I got to like 35, maybe in the 20s, actually. I can't remember. I got into like the, the, the 2030s area and I was like, I'm doing pretty good. And then I died. Uh, and then the okay. game was like, good job. You got pretty far on easy mode. And I was like, oh, that's oh, right. I was playing on easy. No. no, but, uh, that game was pretty fun. It's, they, they try to add in some story elements. There's cassette tapes that you can find and, uh, you can find phones, like abandoned phones that'll have text messages on them, implying that people are still alive on different floors and things like that. Um, that's another game that's pretty straightforward. Like you go down a level, you kill everything on that level. You go down a level, you kill everything on that level. There's crafting, you see you, and you can take. Yeah, you, you can, can craft the elevator stuff. And go back up to your. Yeah. You craft stuff. You see if you can find food. You try to fortify and make better weapons, and try to beat up monsters yeah. in their head, because some monsters you can headshot them. That's true. So. Um. I didn't understand the percentages at first. At first when it was like, you can either just shoot them willy-nilly or you can like try to shoot a specific body part. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And I thought it was, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember how they write it out there. But 
I I thought that the the I thought that if the percentage was high that I would do more damage for some reason, but I realized no, that's no, just a hit. That's just a hit. Yeah, it would be like, all right, here's a spot that'll do a lot of damage, but there's a low percentage that you'll actually get it, right? And I was like, oh it took me a couple tries before I was like, oh, I get how this system works now. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I played a game. Yes, go on. Uh huh. In the name of Renowned Explorers. What? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Google that. Go yes. On. Which sounds when you initially uh, think about it as like a hidden object game, but that's not in anyway true. Uh, its full name is Renowned Explorers International Society. It is a turn-based tactics roguelite exploration game in which you put together a party of three brave explorers from a selection of like 20 and you start off on this little island and you basically move around kind of like FTL. You pick the location to go and then you move and every time you move it takes one supply to do it. And you encounter a bunch of different events, challenges, and you're trying to gather resources and shit like that and then beat whatever the thing is at the end. And once you've done that, you unlock this big world map. And on this world map, you can use the resources that you've gathered to start uh, improving your expedition. So the aim is to beat, I think, five levels and become the top explorer in the guild. And in order to do that, you've got to have successful expeditions where you find a lot of rare treasure and you uh, up your status as a as a big explorer and you make yourself more famous. You can handle like journalists to buff up your status uh, every time you do something. You can handle researchers to enable you to research new tech and all that kind of thing. And of course, this you can looks super fun. Yeah, it's the great. Art style's really uh, cool. Yeah, you the art style is kind of great, and you can. It reminds me of Disney's Atlantis. That's my favorite Disney movie. It's got a, it's got a nice, colorful art style. The animations, in particular, are really, really awesome. And one of the weird, sort of unique-ish things about the game is that they have an emotion system in the combat. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make it so that you could actually win without fighting, basically. Huh. So, in order to do that, you can win in one of three ways. You can win aggressively by beating the shit out of them. You can win sure. deceptively or deviously, which, you know, manipulate them, scare them off, make them upset. Or you can win friendly, which means to convince them that you're awesome. And the way that you do that <laughs> okay. is by using these different colored abilities. The green ones are friendly abilities. The sure. blue ones are deception abilities devious abilities and the red ones are aggressive abilities and depending on who you're fighting it's going to change what sort of strategy you adopt and once you start acquiring items and specialists and shit you'll probably start to find yourself falling down a particular path and playstyle. because maybe if you resolve encounters on a friendly level you get a bonus research token which can be turned into research points at the end of the mission and all that kind of shit and obviously the guys that you pick for your team are also going to dictate what you're good at as well because they develop skills and the kind of more aggressive guys are for the most part about punching people and using physical abilities to knock people out. And then there's the kind of diplomats who can, you know, there's a literally an ability called Peace Treaty, which is an AOE thing where he just gets this giant flag out and he's like, yeah, you want to be friends? And they're sometimes like, yeah, because the way that the health works in that game is it's not health, it's spirit. 
And you can break their spirit in various ways. You can make them so depressed that they run off crying. You can terrify them. You can impress them and convince them that your cause is just, or you can break their spirit by knocking them unconscious. So all it all great dating tips as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of those abilities kind of work in the same way, in the sense that they all remove spirit health, but some are better than others. And depending on your particular attitude, it creates what's called a vibe on the battlefield, which is a sort of global effect, which depends on what attitude the enemy has versus what attitude you have. So let's say you are you are playing aggressively, but the other guy's playing deviously. Devious beats aggressive, so you get, I think you actually get a, a debuff called Emasculated, whereby you become weak to speech effects. And it's okay. supposed to represent you getting super insulted and confused and all that sort of thing. So some are going to give you advantages, some are going to give you disadvantages, and you've kind of got to manipulate that global mood in order to give yourself buffs and all that sort of thing. It's kind of great. It really is. It's a lot of fun. You can beat a game probably in about an hour and a half, but obviously the game's designed to be played over and over again because you unlock new characters and treasures and things like that, and every game is a little bit different in the way that you play through. It's also really fucking hard, at least if you play on Classic. You get absolutely murdered. But they have easier difficulty levels, and that game seems to have slipped under many people's radar. It actually slipped under mine. I only picked it up recently, and it's fucking great. Really, really good. Mm. So I would absolutely recommend that. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Has anybody played Death State at all? Oh, Death State or Dead State? Death State. Death State. Death State. It's the so, it's the it's the dungeon crawler bullet hell game. No. I think it came out the last couple of days. Wait. Oh, you're talking about Undertale, right? The bullet <laughs> oh, hell game. Oh, oh, yeah. Undert- Undertale. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the I can't. Oh, yeah. find on- anything on youtube about this is it one word Ooh. death state or two yeah it came out oh it came out yesterday oh it just oh, here's came the trailer out. Oh. Okay. i'm looking i'm looking at some uh pictures online this is cool retro pixel style because we don't favorite. have enough of those right yeah right <laughs> i'm watching it right now non-stop action yeah i'm i'm really curious how it is oh, my. i remembered okay. it was going to be coming out roguelite bullet hell shooter so Isaac on crack by the looks of it. Mm. Now you're a pharaoh for some reason. I don't know why that is. Well, this is I, I think there are different characters you can play. Yeah. This looks crazy. And I would never get past the first level, I imagine. <laughs> well, oh. I'll try it out. Maybe yeah. talk about it next week. This yeah. is fun. I do like the trend towards making combat systems in these games better. Because I'm going to be frank, like Isaac's combat system is shit. And really, really basic. And a lot of those games that came out earlier are like that. And now they're saying, oh, well, what if we took these ideas, but we attached a combat system that makes sense? You know, like the uh, sub-level zero, which is the descent kind of six degrees of freedom game that I played recently. That was like, oh, this is like a first-person shooter. Right. Or, of course, something like this, where it's like, oh, this is like a really intense kind of bullet hell. I can I can dig that. Yeah. Sometimes people take two genres and, and figure out how to make it really, really work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's worth trying out. I think. Yeah, yeah. looks good. Definitely mm-hmm. looks good. Should we take a break? Sounds like a good. Sure, idea. sure. Yeah, well, I'm gonna we heat up my we'll... coffee because I'm freezing in this room. I don't. Jesse, is your room cold? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I'm like twenty thousand times you, so <laughs> you know, you, you get okay. what God gave you. God gave you a sweater. God mm-hmm. built me a sweater. 
Also, <laughs> praise Jesus, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> praise the I Lord. see. Let's we'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. What? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Good returns. Yes, indeed. Before you lot hijack the show again, I'm going to talk about Steam Link and the Steam Controller, because I have both. So we can talk about that. How's that controller, TV? How is that controller? Um, How is it? Um, hmm. Uh, right. Ta- all right. Takes a lot of getting used to, let me put it that way. It is, in many, in many ways, quite similar to an Xbox 360 controller, except the fucking face buttons are at the bottom instead of here. Now, so this is actually... I have my Steam controller. I could just sh- fucking show it to you. And that's what a 360 pad looks like. Be <laughs> right say, back. That is, that's, that's not, not a Steam controller at all. <laughs> but I can show you what it looks like. I will be mm-hmm. right back. <laughs> all right. So now we okay. can de-roll, de- derail the D-roll. Now we okay, can I've got a good this. one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Uh-huh. Not even good okay, enough for the B-roll. So it's the D-roll. I just realized. So I have this Hunter Hunter mug that I love. The right. character is named Hisoka. But I just now realized that the mug says Hiskoa? It's spelled wrong on the mug. Is that like an official? Is that official merchandise? I don't know. I, I hope not. I anime- hope so. I got I it so. at anime. I was going so. for ten I, seconds and I you weaved know. this show up again, again. Yeah. I just That's realized the thing that rocked my world. Oh dear. This <laughs> mug says he's Scala. That's <laughs> not even a real word. That's the Steam controller. No. Yeah. So if you compare the Steam controller to. We can fit them both in the frame. That you can clearly kind of see. Yeah, they're about the same size, but there's pretty obvious differences. Like, for instance, the thumbstick of which there was only one, and the face buttons are both down all down at the bottom. And the face buttons are actually quite small in comparison to the 360 controller. But you've got these fucking pads up to the top here. So this one, and you can hear the satisfying click here, is basically a D-pad. It's got, I assume it's mechanical. You know, kind of okay. uh, switch thing. And then you've got this in the middle, which, you know, uh, over the side, which is a trackpad. And that's got some pretty crazy haptic feedback on it. So every time you move even slightly, it's rattling in different ways and trying to give you the sort of the more tactile experience. And the whole point of this is that you can use it uh, as a replacement for either a mouse or for your right thumbstick. So if you were... It's kind of hard to do the go thumb here and thumb here, but obviously at this angle that's impossible. But you get the idea. You know, with a regular 360 pad or even a PlayStation pad, you would be using both thumbs and then you use your face buttons and all that kind of thing from there. Um, which is weird as fuck because thumbsticks, well, they have an end as to where they can go. They have a limit as to how far they can travel. The haptic trackpad does not. So, in theory... The trackpad allows for much, much more accurate play of games like FPS. Much more accurate than the stick. But it's fucking annoying as shit to use for the most part. And it can also be used to replace a mouse. So if you want to use the Steam Link to play fucking Civilization V on your television, this is supposed to emulate the mouse. And it does, but it emulates it about as well as a trackpad. Which in trackpads are bad. So, I mean, if they're, I don't imagine they're expecting people to try and play some, like, RTS or whatever on it. It's totally fine for, uh, for turn-based games, 
But for things like real-time strategies, I don't think this is going to be accurate enough at all to Those... even kind of justify it. The button placement on that, the the I don't know what they are, but the. A B X like yeah those. It's so close. Yeah. It's it does so not. Tiny. They're really close it together. It literally bucks the trend just to do it. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, you're playing games like this now, like right up. I don't know that I like that. I mean, did you notice that that? Uh, it's a problem. Was? It's a problem for me because I have large hands. You know, so these buttons are way way small, as far as I'm concerned, and they're way too close together. I was uh, repeatedly pressing the wrong button as a result of that, because of how fucking close together they are, as you can barely yeah. tell. And then, of course, you know, this is right next to Y. So if I use my thumb to hit that button, which pretty much anybody would, then this is what happens. I hit the trackpad on the edge of the trackpad. So mm. what fucking happens if you're using the trackpad as the second thumbstick? Well, you're going to hit your attack, but you're also probably going to wangle the camera around or something along those lines. So yeah, I wangle the camera. Indeed. Yeah, it's the worst. It, there's, it's weird how they space things out. Really, really strange. I, I'm, I, yeah, it, I'm, I'm thinking... I, I, keep, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to play with my Xbox controller. Like, how do I do that? Because for years, literally yeah. years, the buttons have been up here. Totally. And, like, it doesn't... I don't know. I don't... That's, that would drive me crazy. It's would... really hard to deal with. Like, it, it's very, very tricky. I think the... What's the uh, Wii U Pro Controller like with the setup there? Because uh, that's a little bit different, isn't it? Wii U Pro Controller. I haven't even touched it's that either. This controller? That, yeah, that's Pro. That's not the Pro. That's not the Pro. No, the Wii U Pro Controller actually has the face buttons at the bottom, just like the oh. Steam Controller does. No, in fact, it's, a, it's, I suppose, relatively similar, but... The, oh. But it's kind of reversed, like the, the D-pad, which is this thing, is at the top and the thumbstick is at the bottom. Whereas on the Wii U Pro Controller, what they did was they put the thumbstick and the other thumbstick up here. And then they put the face buttons down there. Which was yeah. a little bit weird, but not completely outside the realms of that's, possibility. This is I just bizarre. Smash. Yeah. I, use, I use the Wii U Pro Controller for Smash and it's great. I love it. But. Yeah. It's going to take like a serious amount of brain retraining, I think. But I can't, I can't do it. I can, I can barely figure out where the X button is between a, this this effing controller and a PlayStation controller. Every time a QTE comes up, I have to look down. Like, all right, X is is where now? I'm too old for this shit. I can't have a new controller. You can't do this to me, Steam. Everything's got to look the exact same at this point. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's going to take a lot of brain retraining. But like I said, I think you know these face buttons are maybe the biggest problem. The weird thing is that you can rebind like almost anything on this to almost anything. Like, it's... The amount of customization you have with this thing is fucking ludicrous. Hmm. You can do all sorts of things with it. And as a result, you could, like... You can use regions on the trackpad as face buttons. So, oh, you know... Oh, interesting. A, X, Y, B. Could do that if you wanted to. So there's a lot huh. that you can do there. Um, and it also has... Um, it's got bumpers, shoulders, which have two levels of press... Like, I'm pretty sure these are, these are analog, so you've got an analog signal there, but if you press down, you get a click, so you can use either or. And then oh. you've also got back paddles right back here. These are also two buttons. What is the weight distribution like? How um, weight's fine for me, honestly. Actually feels like maybe even a little bit lighter than I would like. Mm. Hmm. I was going to say, I like my controllers a little heavier, personally. Me too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. A... yeah, considering the size, it's surprisingly light. 
but yeah, which is why which is why i'm not a fan of the playstation controller i feel it's too light the dualshock is a little bit too light for me that's why mm. i really like the xbox controller. i had to put a battery pack on it to make it feel like it was heavier so now i get really? like twice the battery but it feels heavier it's great yeah oh that's awesome yeah you can't yeah. do that it's yeah. it's just going to take a lot of getting used to i do like the level of customization and the way that the you know kind of moving on to the steam link works with it is really great as well so they want you to have both for obvious reasons, because if you're using the Steam link in front of a television or whatever, you probably don't want to be using a mouse and keyboard. You can, if you like, but you're probably going to be using a controller. So the way that they have it set up is you turn on the Steam link, actually just by like, I can hold down the Steam button on the controller and turn the Steam link on, and instantly it goes to big picture mode, straight away. And that means it's going to change your host computer to that as well. So it's seeing kind of what you're seeing on your monitor. So it'll be, because it is streaming at that point from your base machine. At that point, you can choose to play any game that you have installed, or you can install games directly from there onto your PC and then stream that way. And it's really easy to use. It took no effort whatsoever to set up it. I set it up in about 10 minutes. It connected uh, via Ethernet to my router, and then I plugged, just, you know, had, had it go into the same router as my PC. So it's all hardwired, and as a result... The streaming works perfectly for me. I don't know how it's going to be like over Wi-Fi. I have not tried Wi-Fi. I imagine the Wi-Fi is probably not brilliant. It's probably got a lot more latency. But over Ethernet, the games run really, really well. I mean, 1080p60 on every game I played, which I thought was awesome. And another thing that it does, which is great, which is a Steam Controller piece of functionality, is you can share your keybinds. And... As a result, if you go into a game that doesn't actually have a controller set up natively, it will give you a set oh, of options. That's really cool. So if somebody hmm. figures out like the most the best intuitive one, way to yes. utilize the controller, you can be like, all right, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try his this method. person's setup. Yeah, oh, and each of them has a description really depending on you know what, what it, exactly it does. So like, I went into Undertale, for instance, and Undertale had a bunch of options, and I was able to just play Undertale straight off with the controller, no problem at all. And there's a bunch of other games that people haven't really got to yet, because obviously there aren't a lot of controllers on the market as of yet. But I tried, like, playing Renowned Explorers or Hand of Fate and things with it. Renowned Explorers in particular. It's like, well, this is a turn-based game where I have to use the trackpad. So I just set it up using... uh, There's an option which is just WAS and D keyboard and mouse. I just picked that and went, and it was fine. You know, the right bumper was click, and I was able to use the trackpad. It it was fine. Hmm. So, I mean, overall, the experience has been really, really good so far for me anyway it's a nice That's little good. piece of tech oh. hmm. so you think cool. once there are a bunch on the market of controllers yeah i think yeah we'll things wind up having a situation where there's probably going to be somebody who figures out the best way to play the game and you'll be able to just utilize their method pretty much yeah i don't know if there's a way of rating or anything like that so i have a feeling that it's going to take some time oh, for things to shake loose and figure out which is the best one and you could very easily upload just a troll one or whatever, and people could end up picking it. So I would imagine that that would be a factor. I mean, Big Picture has a lot of work to do anyway. You know, it's not the ideal kind of setup. You know, I'd like to, for instance, be able to play movies and videos through it. And technically you can. I just, it's got a videos list. And I'm like, oh, could I put some video in here? And they're like, uh, we're not going to tell you how to do that. So <laughs> if you can play video over the Steam link, I don't know how. You can play music, no problem at all. It automatically searches all of your soundtracks on Steam and you can add more music to it, so that's good. But, like, you can add apps like VLC. And I'm like, okay, I've added VLC. I can just load VLC using this. I was like, yes, you can, but the way that it does it, it has this 
it's basically unusable. It has, it pops up on one of your monitors and it kind of tries to show you that. And then if you have two monitors, it tries to show both monitors on the display, which is a fucking nightmare. And then you try and use it and everything's so small that there's just like no way to do it. I imagine like if you, there was some kind of VLC remote thing you could use just to stream your video from your computer that way. But as it stands, like this is only good for Steam games. If you try it with anything else, you're probably going to have issues. Right. Speaking of anything mm. else, uh, what is it? Seven days? Five days? Six days till Xbox uh, Pro controller is out? Ah, yes. Or, that's uh, whatever that's it's yeah. called. Oh, that's right. I oh, forgot. 150 that bucks for that thing, controller right? Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That? I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I still want it. Even though it's ludicrously expensive, I still desperately want it. What is I, it? It's okay. So it's like. It has, I don't know how to describe it. It has buttons that you can it's change. It's quite the similar back. to this, which is oh. a scuff controller, uh, which is modified for that kind of thing. It has a number of features like the ability to, I mean, you probably can't see it from there. There's a tiny little thing. You can put a, uh, you can twist that around and you can change the sensitivity and the resistance on pretty much everything. And it has mm. four paddles on the back, which can be bound to various things. Okay. Like apparently a lot of the ideas came from scuff in the first place. So, because they were making controllers for people that played competitive COD and shit like that. Uh, and you wanted yeah. to be able to customize absolutely everything. That's basically what the Elite controller is. It has multiple, like, it has multiple thumbstick. Like, you can replace things. The uh, directional pad isn't, you know, like the normal, like, Cross plus thing. sign. Yeah. It is like a circle that has little notches where you can move it, like, completely around. Like, yeah. It's, it's pretty legit. The back has, you can, like... Uh, you can go in and like mess with the the not tightness whatever like like the pushback of like levers and stuff. It's pretty it's pretty dope. I don't know if it's worth it, but I want it. Like it's one of those things. Yeah, like I just this is want pretty it. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have this weird idea about how much controllers should cost, and then if anyone has got involved in fighting games at all, they realize that actually it can go a lot higher than that. You know, my hitbox yeah. was one hundred eighty five dollars. You know, that's I... just a giant box with a lot of buttons. Yeah, my stick was six hundred dollars. But it was, yeah. it's completely customized. So yeah, yeah, so you know, people are like, "Oh, 150 bucks for a controller is ridiculous." Yeah, no, no. If you're looking for a good quality controller and it's not in any way ridiculous, I mean, fuck, this keyboard was more than that. You know, come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you and want a because, standard controller, that's cool, but you know, you're gonna miss out on some of the quality there. And because Xbox, that means that I can instantly then just really quickly switch it over to all the PC stuff that I play with controller, and yeah. then yeah, that's more buttons that I can mess around with to make it even easier. I. Man, I keep talking myself into it. At first, I was like, that's cool, but who would ever buy that? Now I'm like, oh, I just want it so badly. It uh, it might be my next purchase. It's I want it. I yeah. want it so, so much. You get what you pay for when it comes to controllers. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I found it odd. I think that PC gamers reacted in such a weird way. It's like, you guys spend $200 on a mechanical keyboard and like $120 on a really good laser mouse and you're going to balk at people spending 150 bucks on a controller? No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. You know, yeah. Think about it in that way. And I think that people will uh, rapidly realize. But it's not for everybody. Of course it's not for everybody. You could spend that on a lot of other things. If you're fine with your current controller, then stick with your current controller. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it, they're targeting a very specific audience. Yeah, it, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just, yeah, and TB's right. It's the exact same target like focus that oh yeah well you can have a mouse that has eighty five thousand buttons on it yeah. for whatever game you're mm -hmm. playing but no one 
needs that mouse, but people want, like, you know, there's a certain target demographic that wants it. Yeah. Of course. I mean, same thing with the controller. Yeah. yeah, I used the Naga when I played WoW, and I needed all those buttons. I needed all, mm -hmm. what, 12, was it, buttons on yeah, there? Yeah, it's got 12 buttons on the side, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, I needed all of those for all my abilities. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Now that's totally useless. You don't ever... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need to have 12 things going at once in WoW anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was playing an Enhancement Shaman, so I think my rotation cooldown had, like, like... 15 abilities in it or something like that so i needed all of those yeah oh, i'm with yeah. you i've been there yeah yeah but yeah it's it's all about what you want out of out of the thing and i mean you know i did i did i need to spend that much on a, on a stick and eh, no but i wanted something that's gonna last me a long time and was was nice so you know if you if you put the the money into it you're gonna get a good product out of it so and a, lo a lot of the time sticks are vanity items as well oh like, absolutely mine's you're vanity. playing with it and showing it off at the same time oh absolutely like, mine's got lights cool. and, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so that's what i do when i go to fighting game tournaments <laughs> yeah it's all about yeah especially if you're in a tournament it's all about the flash and especially fighting you they're has never been a more appropriate place to be flashy than in a fighting game tournament. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, sometimes yeah. then there's then there's that guy. Although I guess this is another way of being flashy. There's always that guy who shows up and is just like, no, "I'm just going to use a normal controller." And then just annihilates people. <laughs> They're like, "What yeah. the fuck?" <laughs> like a Luffy. Luffy yeah. PS1 with, controller. Yeah, with yeah. a PS1 <laughs> controller. It's like yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I think I think Snake Eyes plays with a fight pad. If he I'm does play with a fight pad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. which, and I'm, I'm surprised he can play that well on a fight pad, because fight pads are, I mean, maybe I just got the wrong generation of them, but they're pretty shitty quality. They. I've never really used one, but I, I'm just so I nervous. have, and I, I'm not, I didn't really like it too much. I only used it for as long as I needed to until I get something better. I got a converter mm -hmm. for my Sega Saturn pad, the Ooh. Mac 2. And okay. that's wonderful for fighting games because, hey, mm -hmm. you know what was on Sega Saturn? 2D fucking fighting games. All of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it was really well designed for that. But yeah. finding... Because I really can't play with sticks. I've tried. And finding the right thing was a nightmare until I could get a hitbox. And the hitbox for me is the best. Like, mm -hmm. that is absolutely what I want out of a fighting game controller. It's ideal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, I'm just waiting until they make an Atari Jaguar adapter. And then oh, my go. God. But until oh, then... <laughs> that until thing then. is awful. I actually had my first chance to play on one of those. I'd never played oh, yeah. an Atari Jaguar, and I got to do that while I was back in England because they had this big games kind of exhibition at the Center for Life, which is like a science center in Newcastle, and they had they had an Atari Jaguar, and it was playing Tempest 2000. And my conclusion is that controller is fucking awful. <laughs> Just really <laughs> awful and bad in every way. With the numpad on there? Jaguar. Uh, Just... Right Dodger, what was the name of that? The Living Computer Museum? Was that the, the name of it? The Living Computer Museum in Seattle, shout yeah. Out, shout out to Seattle's Living... If you want to go back and play old school shit, go there. The like Living really Computer Museum. Really old games on really old computers that they've got working again. They have, like, the very first computers in working condition that you can just go like, hey, you know what, I'm going to dick around with this and see what the, see what, what it does. There's some uh, crazy stuff there. When, when I was at PAX east a few years ago usually uh, at some of the packs they'll have like old game or like old system exhibitions and mm -hmm. it's like hidden in one of the rooms off to the side and i was actually hanging out with toby uh undertale toby and he was like oh they have a vectrex here and i was like what and we played spike <laughs> on the vectrex and he was like he was like I, I was looking at, i'd never seen one before and there's there was like all sorts of old games you could play it was super fun have you ever played on an acorn archimedes death ray 
before? I have never. Funny, Jesse. Very funny. You should look that up. Idiot. That's for that's for the old fans. Thanks for watching. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. <laughs> what else yeah, have we been playing this week? Uh. This is not a new game, but I picked it up again recently because it's on sale on Steam. It is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Ah, that game. Yeah. That game. That's a good game. Uh, I remember because I'm a huge White Wolf uh, role-playing game fan, and uh, it's like five bucks now. And it's the the month of month of scary, so I figured I'd play a a, a horror themed game. Really good. Fuck uh, that hotel. Oh, fuck yeah. it. That was one of the first games that scared me so bad I had to turn it off. Fuck. Like, yeah. 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 And it's yeah, the only it's, scary bit in the entire, f well, I mean, may, yeah, it, it pretty much is the only scary bit in that entire fucking game. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's so it back, and then you were like, no, terrifying. Stick, sticking yeah, with the statement. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's actually a mod that lets you skip it because people were so sick of getting the shit scared out of them. It's one of the most genuinely scary kind of haunted house things that I've ever seen. They do yeah. it really, really well. And the weird yeah. thing is, like, it plays out differently depending on whether or not you're playing specific vampire bro broods and clans. If you mm. play it as a fucking Malkavian, then shit mm. goes to hell even worse. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I got that game pretty much on release, which was a horrible idea. But uh, Oh, it was broken as fuck. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, the unofficial patch, the fan patch, fixes it pretty well. It does, yes. With. It's yeah. absolutely worth getting the unofficial patches for that. And I'd recommend yeah. to anybody playing that game, that game has got some fucking awesome innovations on it, some great yeah. storytelling. It's got multiple playthrough uh, capabilities, certainly, because of just how different oh, yeah. a lot of the clans are. You play a fucking Nosferatu in that game. It's oh, like, yeah. you, it's a stealth game at that point. You can't show your face above ground most of the time because you're hideous. You can only talk to key NPCs. No, but you can't talk to anybody yeah. else. Um, yeah, it's but crazy. The uh, the thing about it that was so interesting, and you know, even just like combat playthrough versus social playthrough versus stealth playthrough, all yeah. very different experiences. And like the thing about that game, to its credit, the story, the overarching story, awesome. The uh, voice acting, for the most, for like ninety percent of it, for really most, good. For the most part. For the most part. Oh, There's, not entirely, yeah, but say, mostly pretty good. Say. Yeah, but there's like big name voice actors in there who are like doing like kick ass jobs, and uh, but it's it's really fun. And um, I was gonna say the other part that scares me pretty bad is the sewers, but that's mostly just cheap jump scares anyway. Yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, much. The Hollywood sewers is kind of a jump scary part, yeah. but like uh, there was even a bit that I didn't know was in the game when you walk up to one of the doors in the hotel and you turn around the there's a guy behind you and yes. i was like i'd never seen that before as long as i've been playing that game so yep. that was kind of a that was a surprise it's, it's kind of like uh, the original deus ex in the way that you always find something new every time oh yeah and it's got some really cool ideas i used to I love sitting in uh you could sit in your own shitty apartment listening to the radio and they recorded like probably like upwards of an hour of weird talk radio shit and they'd mm -hmm. also play music from the soundtrack and they actually had some pretty cool stuff in there that's some mm -hmm. licensed music and it was it was almost like listening to the stuff from GTA, mm -hmm. in the sense of how funny it would be. Yeah, it the, was um, really great. Well, the um, what do you call it? Uh, if you're if you're a Malkavian, all the some of the, sometimes you'll get a commercial on the TV or on the radio that talks to you. Yes, and you yeah. won't realize it's happening until you listen, and you're like. It's like, hey, you standing in the kitchen right now, and you're like, wait a what minute, the what? Fuck? And they, you, yeah. yeah, you realize that they're talking directly to you. But yeah, it's it's really fun, and um, there's all sorts of little Easter eggs hidden. Like when you find out that one of the bosses is calling into the radio show, but you don't figure that out until way later. Yeah, to way later. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's it, I love that game a lot. It it holds a very special place in my heart as a big White Wolf fan. But yeah, it's cool. 
If I recall correctly, like as a Malkavian, you can have an argument with a stop sign. If you can, I recall correctly. if you walk up to the stop sign, it'll and do have the, an argument with it. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll do the trigger, and you'll you'll start talking to it, it's, which is fun. You you can also oh talk to some of the museum displays. I think. Yeah. There's yeah there's there's so a lot fucking of, nuts. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. It's five bucks on Steam. If you want a good adventure game that's pretty good, I recommend it. Yeah. So. Get That's get it. the get the unofficial patch though because oh, that thing yeah. is broken as fuck. One of one of my favorite when it first bugs. came out. Oh dear. Yeah, one of my favorite bugs, and this is uh my, because when I got it, I was like, oh boy, I'm so excited because you know I'm, a, I'm I love the the tabletop game and the pen and paper game, so I was really pumped. And like the first thing that happens is uh a door busts open and a guy comes in and throws a stake at a vampire and. He, he didn't animate much like I am in this webcam right now, but he busts the door open, <laughs> busts the door open and he's in the, the stake throwing pose, but he doesn't move. He just slides in and the stake leaves his hand and goes into the chest where it's supposed to go. I'm like, oh, I'm in for a wild ride. Like, here we go. This is my first experience with this game. So, yeah, it's super busted. But, yeah. But it's, it's great. It's really, oh, really it's super fun. good. Su super, super fun. Bringing up on that particular genre, the big mega mod for Deus Ex called Revision finally released this week. Oh, did it really? The yeah, original it did. Deus Ex? It is out. Yep. The original Deus Ex. It is out and available to play now. They've been working on this for years. I did install it. Um, I'm having some like performance problems with it in a big way. Like, you know, obviously De it's Deus Ex. It's like over 10 years old. Yeah. You'd think it would run well, but I'm having some pretty like hard frame drops. I don't know if it's something that the mod added. Or something mm -hmm. like that, but I'm not finding it that enjoyable to play as a result because I'm like, you know, I I look at one area, it's like, oh, this is running at like 300 FPS. Then I turn around, it's like 35. What? Aww. Like it's so it's all over the place. So I don't know why exactly that's happening, but I need to figure yeah. that out. I might wait for them to like patch it and fix it before I play the whole thing because my intention is to play the whole thing again. That will be my eighth time beating Deus Ex because oh, I want to see what they've done. Apparently, they've reinterpreted a bunch of areas, they've changed some shit, and some people were whining about that. I'm like. Guys, I mean, you've beaten the game multiple times. It's good that they've changed some things around. You know, I want to, I want to see what new th uh, areas and what changes on the existing areas they've got going. I Welcome just, I don't want Final just a graphics Fantasy update. Seven in a few years. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Oh, is it? Wasn't it, oh. is it? Is it going to be uh, for for revision? Is it only? Visual changes, or did they do gameplay changes? Oh, they, they've put gameplay changes in it. Yeah, they integrated the most popular is... mods, so you can run, like, Shifter and stuff like that. Cool. You can... Uh, there are new areas. I think there's some new quests and shit like that. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's a huge mod. They've redone everything. Um, I mean, because some of the... I mean, some of the skills in Deus Ex are kind of useless. Like, swimming, swimming has no purpose outside of Hong Kong. You, you remember Yahtzee's <laughs> wonderful song about that? What is it? Oh my god! So, uh, he did a song about Deus Ex, right? And he was, uh, and part of it is about how shitty the skill system is, and he sung it along yeah. to the Deus Ex theme. So he's got, sure. "Will we take rifles or computers? Don't take swimming because it's useless." Yeah, and it's all <laughs> so bullshit funny. like that. It's and it is swimming and fucking bio protection or whatever. Oh yeah. Some oh of the, my some of the god. Just garbage. It's pointless. Yeah. I, I'm like, pretty sure the shifter mod did actually change some of that around and made it a little bit more re re just balanced and competitive. Yeah, like uh, what is it? Uh, synthetic heart is pretty useless. Um, the uh, the lift lifting strength one is pretty useless too. There's there are a couple of hidden areas you can get into as a result of having that. I did do yeah. a playthrough with like I was like, hey, let's pick all the useless shit 
and let's mm. see if there's actually areas that I can get into if I have this. And the answer is actually mm. yes, there are. But mm. they're nowhere near enough uh, to, justify to justify actually taking it, them in yeah. the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That game is so fucking good. That's I love that game so much. Uh, although the um, the unfortunate sequel was not quite as good. What, Human Revolution? No, uh, Invisible no. War. Invisible War. I, I've never heard War. of Invisible War. Oh, yeah, uh, keep keep it that way. I yeah, I've, no, I've never heard of Invisible War. That's a yeah. that's it's weird that you should say that there's a sequel to Deus Ex because I'm pretty sure there never I was. See what he's doing. And, ah, you know, it was, it was a just a prequel with uh, with Human Revolution. Mm -hmm, Simple right. as that. Right. I mean, who would the fuck would make a sequel to Deus Ex? What a fucking yeah. stupid idea. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, know? there's no reason. You know? Yeah, it ended perfectly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely it's nonsense. Like ended perfectly. Perfect transition into human revolution. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Although I, I'm excited for the new human revolution. Game. Oh my or, god. Mankind divided. Mankind divided. Yes. Mankind yeah. divided, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Hopefully well. I, they I rescinded also... the fucking pre-order scheme, so rejoice on that one. Their stupid augment oh. your pre-order bullshit. Here's the thing, I ain't gonna lie, I did it. Fuck me for doing it. Fuck I did you. It. I augmented you it. Pre-ordered? I augmented it. You're feeding yeah. the beast, Jesse. It's okay, <laughs> they pulled it back now. <laughs> Jesse didn't do any damage. It's all right. Now, now, now I get everything, so I don't even fucking care. Look, you got you were getting I'm, everything anyway. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-order Dishonored too. Look, if it's a game that I love, it don't even fucking matter. I'm pre-ordering. I don't even fucking care. I don't fucking care. Dishonor comes out. I'm getting the new one. Fuck it. That's just happening. I, I already pre-ordered Starcraft. Fuck me for doing that. I just did it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't care. It's the new games I won't pre-order. Cause I don't know what to expect. I saw I a thing on bullshit. I'm getting. Yes, Doja. I have an update about my mug. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. No, I want to hear this. So, I want to hear this. So, right, in so. the official data book by Togashi, right. the way they spell his name is like this. That's the original like attempt at a translation of Hisoka's name. Was Hiskoa. <laughs> so that's how it's Okay, good. I'm mug. glad we cleared that up. Mm -hmm. We cleared it up. It was yeah. really important for us to know that. Yes. I, I mean, it was important for me, and I know there was at least ones of people in the chat who cared, so. Mug update. Yes, you can definitely tell who cared, because they immediately like were like, I have, a, I have a mug emote, Dodger. I love you. <laughs> yeah. You I do, do have a mug chat. emote. You should probably subscribe to me on twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus so that you can also have my mug emote for moments like these. I have... The only funny emote I have is a spaghetti emote. It's the only one I got. Oh. Tail. Papyrus. Papyrus, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh. the uh, uh, the whole aug pre augment your pre-order was this was mm, not feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> Vomit worthy. A few a few days ago on Twitter, I saw there was a hashtag to pre-order a fucking song. What? Yeah, it was like Justin Bieber's new song. You can no, pre-order it. Stop. People are like, you should pre-order it. Why? For what? You actually didn't get any benefit. Like, there was no discount. There was no, like, hey, you get a bonus thing. you just like, no, buy this song before it comes out. No, there's no reason to ever do that. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, damn, it's... iTunes is going to run out of copies of Justin Bieber's new fucking MP3. I don't think so. God well, damn. Nonsense. If we're lucky. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> People are gonna pre-order it anyway. People are gonna buy that song when now, it comes we, out. It's we, gonna happen. We don't want that. You know, it's. We don't want it. 
But that's the world we're in. Pre-ordering a song. Where we live. You fucking for real. Yeah, There's no function this. whatsoever. Well, I mean, it makes Justin Bieber's wiener a little harder. Probably. <laughs> it does. Other than that. A lot of it, you know, you know what it kind of bothers me as well is that, and this bothered me about making your pre-order, is that these companies have become kind of masters of manipulating fandom to the point where pre-ordering something like this is seen as like a fan badge of honor. And like, you're not a real fan if you don't do it. But people get into arguments over this shit. And it's unbelievable that they've managed to figure out how dumb fandoms are and figured out the best way to exploit them. Well, they they went to Tumblr once, yeah. and so they were like, "Oh shit, this is easy." Yeah, <laughs> figure it out. So, th wait, they're saying that you're not a real fan if you don't pre-order. Well, that that's the general that you know they've never outright said that. Wind but... up feeling yeah, the marketing. Yeah, because they've designed it in such a way that the Deus Ex thing was was a prime yeah. example of that because you needed more people to pre-order in order to unlock the higher tier rewards that fans would like. So they were literally recruiting people as fucking press gangers through peer pressure to force their friends to pre-order so they could get additional stuff in game, which to me is disgusting. Hmm, just That's... awful. That's I don't like that at all. Um, well, I don't I don't like that one bit. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that. That doesn't make me feel good. No, there was a flare up around uh, Tale, the new Tales game that's on Steam as well, uh, Tales of Zestaria or whatever it is. Oh right, yeah. Uh, and I noticed uh, on forums and things like that because they also had a tiered um, reward system, and at the maximum tier, you get a free copy of Tales of Symphonia, which is probably oh. a much better game than Zestaria anyway. But whatever, and. As a result, what I noticed uh, on social media and on forums and things like that is that people got super fucking defensive of the game. So huh. some people were turning around and saying, God damn it, you know, this game runs at 30 FPS and it's like an action RPG. It would be much, much better if it ran higher than that. Especially mm. if I recall correctly, like some of the older Tales games did run at 60. And then people were going off on them, like in a huge way, like really aggressively. And I assume it was because they want their free shit. So they have, they're astroturfing on behalf of the company because they want their free shit. And they're basically being bribed into doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous. What? Pretty awful. Shit. What is the name of that game that came out? I'm trying to look this up and I don't know the name of it. But it's a game where you, the more people who, like, it, there are only so many copies of the game. And then. You talking uh, about the flock? Because that's not true. No, no, this is a game that, that it's it's on Steam and there's still plenty like uh, it's Tetris. No, 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 no. It was it wasn't how many copies man. of the game it was, it was how many lives. Like Reed when Island. you bought the game The Flock. When you it's the, the Flock. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So that like that never turned out to be a success, did it? Like, well, no, because it was a shitty game. <laughs> right, it's a game well, with yeah, an interesting right. idea that that wasn't executed in a way where people were like, oh, yeah, good yeah. execution of that, this idea. And getting I people to the whole premise was like you the more people who play and the more deaths there are, there are only so many tickets in the game, and then when they're all used up, then you can get access to like the end of the game. The end of the game? And yeah. Only people who have purchased it before yes. those tickets are used up, then it's gone. It's gone from Steam yep. forever. And then you got the ending. And I always was like, that's a cool idea. But I don't know that it's a like an idea that yeah. I want to buy onto. Yeah, good good luck getting people to buy into that. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, you're buying a game that has a finite conclusion. I've always made the argument that look, most games have planned obsolescence anyway. 
so this is not really all that different, but asking people to take part in that experiment, especially with such a shitty game backing it up, was never going to work, and it didn't. I mean, in order to back up a game with a gimmick like that, the game would have to be really good. Yeah, like, it's not. A, yeah, I know. It's So if you have, like, if you have this game that's really great and you're like, oh, yeah, then we want to add this gimmick, I'd be like, okay, fine. But you can't focus on a gimmick like that and have that be the selling point. That's silly. Well, that's especially since I, like, everybody was reporting on this game in a different way, too. So it wasn't, like, super clear what the experiment was. Or yeah. what the limitations of the experiment were. So everybody was like, oh, there's only so many copies of the game. And then it turned into, no, there's a bunch of copies of the game, but you only get to play it once. Like, once you die, you're out of the game. And then Yeah, I like, heard a no, weird bunch of stuff like that. That's not, not that, even true, yeah. Yeah, you, you get to stay in the game for as long as you want. Wait, but then how does the game ever end? Because it has a finite amount of time. And it's like, it wasn't, it, it's never been clear what the experiment is. <laughs> And I think that was like a big handicap for them too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ultimately the interesting just thing didn't is matter. that as of September twenty first, there was two two hundred and fifteen million copies left. Lives, Li- lives, and so like they're basically like it would take four hundred years at the rate it's going for people <laughs> to eat. like. Don't worry, it'll still be around. So I'm gonna assume failed experiment, but interesting, like. I, I like when companies like um current players that, zero, <laughs> one hour a twenty four hour peak one, yeah, yeah that no. game is deader than dead. Mm. I I think it's I I like when companies and and video game makers try to do crazy creative stuff like the guys who are doing um and Dodger might know this because I think you probably played this at PAX uh yeah. the, the 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 robot loves kitty uh, d- devs who made Legend of Dungeon are doing a game that's like designed to be streamed and players can play it it's like free players can play but you only get one life and then they like just block your ip after you die right shoot what is that game the people watching the the ones who have all the power that they can like send you things like like in hunger games where they can make monsters appear that you have to fight and like totally fuck you and so it's like a i love creative stuff like that i have no idea how that earns anyone any money but i think it's doesn't it's super cool but uh, yeah, it's one of those things that I love. New, like, I think the flock, the premise is cool. I clearly they failed to execute. I'm reading the reviews. People are like, it's not the premise. The games are shit. So oh, yeah, it's, man. It, it's a bad game. the The interesting thing about any game that really integrates streaming in a, a streaming in a big way is that it probably isn't going to sell very well. I in the case of the one you were talking about, it looks like it's going to be free, so that makes sense. But, yeah. you know, the, all the major streamers are going to blow through their life on the first day, and then it's going to have no stream presence anymore because the people that uh, people actually watch are not going to be able to play it anymore. And I think it was uh, the case with... Um, they designed uh, the new Jackbox game, Quiplash. They kind of designed that with a streaming feature on it. And it's barely oh, yeah. sold, you know, because if you don't play it with an audience, it's not as fun, and most people mm-hmm. don't have an audience to play it with. Mm-hmm. So therein they lies made, the problem. Um... In the new Jackbox Party Pack, by the way, yeah, they uh, they have kind of like a simplified version of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes that you play yes, with your phone. Yes, they do. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's pretty fun. I only played a little bit of it, but yeah, I, I do need to try that out because apparently the um, uh, Bidiots, I think, is the name of the game where you have to bid on art that, that the other people so make. That game is so complicated. Really what? great. Oh, I man, I thought out of all of the games, I was like, this game does not explain itself very well at all. 
I haven't tried it yet. All I know is that I heard about that and I was like, I've got to try it. I know they have Fibbage 2 on there, which is obviously a good mm -hmm. thing, but yeah, I need to look at those. Huh. Man, uh, keep talking, nobody explodes was super fun, though. I yes. really enjoyed so that game. That game old. Yeah, it's really, really, really nice sort of party game. I wonder how uh, successful it is, because according to Steam Spy, that game has been trending ever since it came out at, like, number one. Like, it is a... Uh, hugely popular in terms of trending and because they have started to track things like the number of uh, twitch views that the game gets and the number of youtube views that the game gets and it's fucking high i mean it's crazy high hmm. a lot of people watching it but i have to wonder like how many people are buying it according to steam spy they've sold like seventy thousand units so far that's pretty fucking good for a game like that yeah. the, the cool thing about that game is that they they realize exactly the problem with um with PC, which is PC doesn't really do well on the party games counterfront. Obviously, because at the moment, most people have their PCs in their offices or whatever, and getting a bunch of people around in your office to play shit is not a good idea. But the Keep Talking Nobody Explodes guys managed to figure it out in such a way that you don't have to be even in the same room as the guy doing the diffusal. So you could be on Skype, you can be on Vent, you could be on TeamSpeak, whatever, and it's totally fine really smart yeah yeah works really well i mean the first gameplay video that i saw of it was northern lion and he was doing it over voip and everybody just had the manual on their screen and they were just reading it from there yeah hmm. it's a great game like i love the asymmetry yeah. in that and the the social element to it hopefully we'll see more games like that but again it's very difficult to make those succeed on pc that game is not yeah. on console is it uh, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's entirely PC so far. Yeah. Hmm. I think, yeah, which is weird. I mean, you'd think that they would put that on a console immediately, but maybe we'll see more party games come out. You know, if Steam Link actually takes off and these games can be on your television in your living room or whatever, then there's really no reason not to put them on there. But... I'm seeing all sorts, pretty much every game on Steam that is local co-op only does fucking terribly. Yeah? Mm. It does really bad. Like, uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Uh, hugely, hugely well rated. According mm. to Steam Spy, it only has about 13,000 owners. And it's been out for a month. It's, it's a right. failure on Steam. It's probably mm. done a shitload better on consoles. And that's kind yeah, of a shame. Isn't it on... PS4? I think it's on Xbox One. Oh. Yeah, pretty sure it's on Xbox. But yeah, Sam and I really want to play that together. It's great. Because I've heard nothing but good things about that game. It's awesome. It's really, really good. But if you don't have an online multiplayer mode and you release your game on PC like that, you're probably not going to do very well. That's the reality of it. Towerfall. Towerfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I wish. Well, God. Oh, the day that they're like, yo, there's online multiplayer in Towerfall now. I'm just going to be like, oh, it's all come together. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Finally. But it might never happen. Yeah, Towerfall's a weird one because obviously it's been out for quite some time and it does have a decent number of users on Steam, but it's been bundled multiple times, if I recall correctly. So that fucks up the numbers yeah. completely. Yeah. Now, according to Steam Spy, it's had 10,000 players in the last two weeks, which is actually really, really good. But I wonder what uh, 
Steam chart says right now about the the current players for Towerfall. Uh, yeah, sixty six. You know, so better than the flock. Better than the flock. Hey. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's like your baseline. Can you do better than one player <laughs> in the last twenty four hours? More than one player right now. Yeah, killing it. They Doing well. There's uh, something that people let me know about over the past few weeks, and someone in chat is talking about it as well. Is that there's Nvidia with their streaming are working on making locally uh, local multiplayer games playable online, and allowing you to basically by streaming the screen and by taking signals from your controller and relaying it to the host computer. So in theory, you could play a local multiplayer game online, which I thought is that pretty would, fucking great. That would be a pretty amazing switch up if they cool. were able to do that. Yeah, if I'd they could do to that. Play, like Samurai Gun online, I think that'd be super. Yeah. Fun. Game, but that's local multiplayer only too. Yeah, so. it is. Hmm. But yeah, I know that the Towerfall devs were very against it, and they're like basically saying, "Well, that's not how the game is supposed to be played." I'm like, well, fuck what you think. <laughs> I mean, I, it's honestly ridiculous that you would ever. Uh, make a comment like that because it's like sh wouldn't you want people to be playing as much as possible in as I many mean, ways that's like a whole customer is always right situation it's like people want to pay we want to play this. online yeah uh -huh. it's like we want we want to give you money to do this and they're like no that's not how we meant it but it's like i, I don't give okay. a fuck if that's how you meant it you know as as soon as you release this fucking thing into the wild mm -hmm. then you have to realize that at that point you've lost control of it and mm -hmm. maybe, you know, Towerfall... I, I know Towerfall's done really well on consoles, but looking at the PC numbers, like, look, you got your ass handed to you by Duck Game that's been out for a year less, mm -hmm. you know, and they have more players than you, and It's the they, same style. It's thing, exactly kind of the thing. same style. And yeah. they put it online, and nobody complained. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, no, my vision as to how I should play this game is shattered now. It's like, no, I get to play online. It's fucking awesome. You kidding me? Yeah. Because yeah. I have that option. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, not not having online play is, is just a real it's a real sour note for a lot of games for me personally, because, you know, yeah. a lot of my friends that I play games with are, you know, we play online all the time. And so it's like I would love to play Towerfall or something else with you. But alas, but I can have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it when you're dealing with a dev that doesn't have a lot of money, so yeah. they really yeah. don't have the option to put multiplayer in or they're just too inexperienced. But mm -hmm. When a game does really well, like Towerfall, there's really no excuse. You know, it's yeah. just stubborn bullshit from the dev. You know, and a degree of arrogance, I think, from him as well. It's like a bunch of people asked for this, and you're telling me that's not my artistic vision. Well, fuck your artistic vision, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I still really like that game. Well, it's a great <laughs> it's game. A big, that's what makes it. If it was a bad game, nobody would care and get angry about this. No? Yeah. It's because it's a good game. That's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, move on. We've got about 10 minutes for the break. What else have we played? Uh, let me take a, a smigadoop gander at my library. Let me take a smigadoop. Let me take a little smigadoop here really quick. In the meantime, as you're smigadooping, I guess I'll talk about another thing that I've played, and this one is on iOS, and it's called Battle Decks, which is a Codemasters game. And it is a Codemasters kind of CCG. I gotta look this up. Battle decks. Uh, it is a CCG. And it's based in kind of near future sort of military weirdness. You know, there's six different factions that all do kind of different things. You build the deck and you fight in the way that you expect. But it's all done on a grid. So instead of just playing a card, you play a card and the unit appears on the grid. And then you can move the unit around and attack with it. 
And the way that you do that is by spending energy to do it. So energy is spent to not only play cards, but also to move and act with cards that are on the field already. And the whole point is to destroy your opponent's base, which has 30 life. You have a 30 card deck. Uh-huh. It has an arena wow. mode that is a carbon copy of Hearthstone. But wow. the actual game is pretty good, surprisingly enough. I you mean, say this is on your phone? On iOS, yeah. It's on iOS. It's, I don't know if it's available on the phone, but it's certainly on the iPad. And so far, I, I played a bunch of it while I was over on the West Coast, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. There's a lot of strategy involved in it. The deck building element seems pretty in-depth. The business model actually might be better than Hearthstone's. Uh, you can buy packs just like you can in Hearthstone, but your first set of packs is like half price. And there's mm -hmm. two other ways to get free packs. You either earn in-game currency, which you just spend on packs, or you can get what's called the Intel pieces. And it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Every time you fill out the jigsaw puzzle, you get a free pack. And you get that from like achievements and login, daily login rewards and things like that. Interesting. So it's, it seems kind of generous, actually. Yes. Uh, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's pretty fun. I enjoyed it quite a little bit. Although I did discover that I was mostly being put up against bots. The the game yeah. tries to hide it. When I went into matchmaking, I was like, oh, I'm kicking these guys' asses. Like, fuck you, Jeremy and Lisa. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, hang on a minute. They're acting awfully fast. Yeah. They, yeah, they were bots. There just aren't enough people playing the game yet. Yeah, that's actually, a, that's actually the main problem. I tried to play arena mode because I'm like, yeah, fucking arena mode? Absolutely. And there's just, I couldn't get anybody. No, Not enough people are playing it. Yeah. Hmm. I hate when they put you up against bots and try and pretend like pretend they're not. Really well. it's the worst. Yeah. yeah, they did that. They did that in Final Fantasy fourteen for the Chocobo races, and I was like, God, I'm kicking ass. And then it's like, I talked to my friends, and they're like, Oh, you know, those are all bots, right? I was like, Oh man, uh -oh, I, was, I thought I was doing it. super well. Yeah, it's whatever. Ugh. Um, I've been playing Wild Star since it went free to play. It's okay. That's right. You have been playing a lot of Wild Star. I have. That's true. Is that better? Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's an MMO. I'm I'm so like I'm kind of on my my MMO like that's so diplomatic of you. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, an it's an MMO. It's an MMO. I mean, what can you really say? I mean, it's cool. I like the art direction in some places. In other places, right. it's really jarring. But uh, it's all right. I I love the the Chua. I think that's one of the coolest uh, MMO races ever of all time. I um, love those guys. Those guys are rad. They're super cool. But uh, I mean, it's if uh, I don't know after playing. <laughs> After playing WoW and 14 for so long, I'm just like, I don't need to play another MMO at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It looks nice. It's a pretty game. You know, I mean, what can you say? It's uh, uh, the class. There's so few classes, though. Like, there's, I think, five or six. There's there's not a whole lot of variety. Um, the one thing that's neat is all the classes have, like, a sub spec that they can do. So... Uh, every class can DPS basically, which is cool. But I don't know. I just got to give a shot because everybody's like, "Hey, we're playing Wildstar now." I was like, "I don't want to buy that." They're like, "Oh, it's free." Hey. I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> <Give it a laughs> we're playing Wildstar now. Hey. Hey. hey, 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 get a get on Weird Star. I'm like, okay, yeah. sure, whatever. <laughs> Yo, dog, right. you into Weird Star? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't it didn't grab me the, the same way that for, that Final Fantasy 14 did. So. I'm just kind of. Oh, I need to go back and finish Heaven's Word. I'll, I'll go. I'll transfer it to Genova and we can play. Uh, yeah, you want to play together? Yeah, except I feel bad because I'll lose like the millions of guild that I put into my room. Oh. So I'm I'm feel I'm gonna be kind of bummed about I that one. I don't want you to transfer over and then be like, I've made a horrible mistake. No, it's I, I don't would feel even... so bad. No, it's fine. It's whatever. I'll I'll hop over. I mean, since uh, I'm not really raiding anymore, 
because uh, I did raiding in, in uh, Realm Reborn, but I kind of stopped. I just, I'll, I'll hop over and finish because I haven't even leveled. I'm not even 60. But yeah. Eh. Eh. It's whatever. Eh. Anybody else playing anything? Mm. I, don't so. I don't think I've really played anything else. Yeah, there's bits and pieces. Playing a bit more Secret Pond shows. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's uh, really fun, actually. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm practicing my speedrun for God Hand, but it doesn't count because that's <laughs> a nine-year-old game. It absolutely counts. God Hand counts in every scenario. Oh, yeah. so, uh, I'm going to emasculate Cry live on stage. It's going to be great. So we were talking a little bit about Platinum Games, and we're talking about uh, Transformers and the fact that I just beaten the Transformers game. And Cry's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I never, never really got into it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, oh did you play God, Platinum I know Games? exactly what this story yeah. is. It's like, oh, you know, you play uh, Platinum Games? Like, no, not really, but I did play Clover Games. Oh, so you play like Akami and God Hand. It's like, yeah, yeah, I played those. Um, and I was like, yeah, God Hand was super hard. I'm like, yeah, no, um, I, I got stuck on it. I was like, okay, um, you know, where do you get stuck at? And it's like, oh, you know, I, I couldn't beat the, you know, the two sort of uh, effeminate kind of flaming Mr. Gold, Mr. Silver, boss characters. The first mini boss. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. That's the first boss. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you couldn't beat the first boss? Do you realize how much harder everything else is? Yeah. That was I so... I loved coming back to the chat and reading that conversation later. Just like, yeah, man, God Hand was super hard. I couldn't get past those two guys who were like the very first, first boss. boss? The they're not even, they're, they're the first mini boss. You can literally, if you get Dragon Kick, you can literally beat him in 15 seconds. That's about how fast I do it. You can like Jesus. beat him in, yeah, you can beat him in like 15 seconds. Cause yeah, you, you apparently play way better than I do. I beat that game and that's still like a nice little trophy on my fucking shelf because a lot of people don't yeah. beat it. But that's yeah. insane. You probably I, play on on level I, death. I well, if you speed run it normally, you play on easy. But you you want to do it fast, so everything you want to do as fast as possible. Oh, okay. Uh, so you and yeah, and so hmm. I can beat the whole game in like an hour and eighteen minutes. I think that's about my best time. But you, you're uh, missing out on the hours of video poker that you could play in the fucking casino, though. Oh yeah, yeah. You it's can save scum Chihuahua races to just like yes, win indeed. crazy amounts of money. But it's, yeah, it's the, wonderful that that game has Chihuahua races. Oh yeah, absolutely. The uh, and many other the, things. I have a little, uh, I have a little Chihuahua thing on my keys because it looks like the little cartoon heads for the Chihuahuas from God Hand. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's 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 my speedrun game of choice. I actually want to enter it in SGDQ at some point in the coming oh, year. Shit. So yeah, I really want to. But yeah, love love Clover. Rest in peace, Clover. Rip Clover. Rip Clover. Um, actually, do I have it? I have a sticker that I made that's got uh, Hideki Kamiya's face and it says genius on it. I just haven't figured out anything that I want to put it on yet. Oh, wait, yeah, you I like know. got the sticker custom made with no plans for it? Just well, to, like, I, go, I go um, find out whichever show Luke wanted. Plunkett is in and go stick it on his face and then slap him. That's all you need to do. <laughs> I love, uh, uh, I, I found it on Redbubble and it was just like a stencil, like a stenciled image of, of Kamiya's face. And then it just says genius in big letters under it. And I was like, I'm just going to buy this because it's like 90 cents or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Clover. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Let's a little bit about the news and all those sorts of things that are going on. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't worry, Jesse. I anticipated that and muted you beforehand. It's all good. Excellent. <laughs> Did it. 
done the show for long enough to know about your nonsense. Most of it. <laughs> Not all of it. I'm expecting new nonsense every week. You know what's disappointing is we usually don't get it because he doesn't care. He just phones it in every fucking week. Phoning in that nonsense. Pretty much. We need we need the real shit. I was going to say, you know, why, why do you think we bring you on the show in the first place, honestly? Sorry, we were having an in-depth Star Wars discussion. And oh, don't want to hear it. Don't want to know. I haven't watched the trailer. I have no intention of watching the trailer. I'm just going to watch the film when it comes out. All I'm saying is that the new books that are coming out are like giving you so many juicy tidbits. And you're like, you motherfuckers, I just want to know. I just want to know. I have to know all of it. I just want to know. Yeah. Are these like, wait, but weren't there? Mm, never mind. Yes, princess. Never mind. You, look, ask it now. Ask it now. Weren't there, weren't there, weren't there books of this already and they've been retconned, so they're just like rewriting? No, the books, no, the books are gone. The old books yeah, are. The, the expanded universe is out of here. Yeah, the right. expanded universe is now called like Star Wars were... Tales or some bullshit like that. So they're not even related at all anymore. Yeah. Like the whole stuff with like Jackson and Jaina and and all yeah. the yeah. Mara all... Jade. That's oh, that's all out. Yeah, shit. None, that's none out. of that exists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now there's new books, and so there's like everything that that was written after Disney bought uh, Star Wars is now canon, and and okay. everything else is is BS. So which means that Tales uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunter and Tales from Jabba's Palace are not canon, which sucks because those are awesome books. Those are amazing. Yeah. Um. There's so. The new books, like, there's one that is about Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine that's pretty cool. There's one about Tarkin that's – I haven't read it yet, but I hear it's mm. okay. Uh, Star Wars Aftermath is, I think, written horribly, but it gives you some, like, really cool uh, tidbits. And and all the things they're giving you now – Tidbits? Yes, tidbits. Um, the comics, the, a new comic that's coming out explains – like, what they're doing is, is in the comics – they're giving each character their own comic that basically is like, what's happened since Return of the Jedi for this character? Which is pretty dope. So you get to find out, like, why C-3PO has a red arm, which is going to be pretty cool. Mm. So, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. And, and then in all these things, they drop little tidbits about, like, what the overarching story for the new movies are, which is great and infuriating at the same time because it leads to such ridiculous theory crafting ridiculous theory crafting but i have my theory and i've stuck with it and i'll continue to stick with it i firmly believe this the overarc of the three movies stormtrooper becomes jedi x-wing pilot becomes sith convinced of this and they have to fight each other in the end convinced i remember, of it. I remember you of it. throwing this idea out a while it's been back. like a year since i had this idea i'm convinced of it but mm -hmm. that's like all i guns. say move on we'll move on Indeed. Let's talk about the news, shall we? Truly. Yes. Mm. The news. There's not a great deal going on at the moment, but Konami's being quite silly. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yes, even know what are. to think at this point. So we had initially a report that Hideo Kojima had left Konami, which makes sense mm. considering the circumstances. Now Konami is denying this. Uh, he's claiming that he's on vacation so this was originally published in the new yorker saying that he's he'd left the company earlier this month and then there was an update to it saying that the author of the new yorker piece tweeted a photo of what he maintains is the farewell party for them but at the moment 
Uh, Konami's saying Kojima is listed as a company employee, and Kojima and the development team have finished developing Metal Gear Solid 5 and are taking a long time off from work. Just, I'm so... <sighs> I We're mean... trapped! We're trapped in this horrible Konami-Kojima loop, and I don't this know how to get out. cycle. Somebody break the time loop. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> I don't... Look, you're wrong. I fucking love it. I think oh it is God. hilarious. Like, it is... It's... I, I don't know if it's like, all right, we have some, some Japan nerds here. Is this like a cultural thing? Like they, like to just be like, no, that's not at all. Like everything that you've read and seen. Nope. I think uh, it's like, very much, it's very much cultural to, pre to kind of save face in whatever way possible. Yeah. They kind of do a deny everything stance where it's like, yeah, they're really trying to save face because I think, a lot of people know that Konami proper is in the wrong here and they're just kind of being crazy. But yeah, yeah it's it's very it's a very strange thing, especially because uh, then when they said, oh, no, they tweeted or he has the picture of the going away party. They said it was a going on vacation party or something like that. And it was like, oh, yeah, that totally normal thing that everyone has. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, yes. A, a huge going on vacation party. I always yeah. have those. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I don't understand. I, <laughs> yeah. But I love them. I don't even I know at this them. point. Yeah. You know what blows my mind is every time somebody asks Guillermo del Toro about Silent Hills, he's like, I don't know what fucking happened. Like, not even Guillermo gets it. He's just like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, yeah. like that game was going to be or... awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why they canceled it. And I'm just like, oh, God. Well, yeah. you've always got to watch out as well for the Japanese stuff because mistranslations have caused all manner of problems over of the course. past like 20 oh. years in, oh, yeah. in yeah. gaming where people 100%. consistently figure things out and then realize, oh, actually, I just mistranslated that. So it's not true at all. And that's been happening up until very recently and still is. So it's hard to know exactly what is going on over there other than it's just the latest turn in the insane drama that is Konami and Kojima right now. Right. I guess yeah. it's a possibility that like Kojima productions as a whole is all leaving. And so they're like taking time off before they come back and like start up their own separate thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> CEO Kazurai on Twitter says, in a statement, Konami says that Kojima said he was just going to the store to buy a pack of cigarettes. I'll be <laughs> back later. <laughs> yeah. I love that parody account. It's great. Oh, so I've been following CEO Kazurai forever. I love that one. But yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous. Like, the all the hype around Silent Hills and everything was just like insane. It was, there was so many people, so many people were so excited for that. And like, I, it had a major SWAT cat syndrome which is what I call that, which is when something's really hyped up and everybody loves it and then it gets canceled because yeah. that's what oh, happened to SWAT cats. SWAT cats. Yeah. Did you, you know, do you know, they flew a jet. Do you know, do you know the joke theory? I sorry to go on a bit of a tangent, but do you know the theory about SWAT cats, the joke theory about this? No. So for those that don't know, SWAT cats was top rated cartoon on Cartoon Network. It was Network. a great show. It was yes. an awesome show. Top of uh, top rated in its time slot for animated program. Uh, and then it got canceled. Nobody knows why. People think that uh, Ted Turner saw it, who was president of of Time War or, or, or of um of that at the time, 
and uh, saw it, realized he was a furry, and then got so freaked out that he had to cancel the show to <laughs> completely remove himself from everything. That's quite the theory. Yeah, that's, that's the theory. That's the fucking theory I've ever yep. heard. I very I much doubt that that is the case. God, I hope, though. I hope that Ted Turner is just a closet furry more than anything. I <laughs> that cartoon oh, was great. It had it the was right awesome. amount of violence and everything. It, yeah. it was the perfect yeah. young, like, preteen cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Anyway, Konami and Kojima, who knows at this point? You realize they're kickstarting to try and uh, make a new series of SWAT cats, by the way? Wait, really? Yeah. What? Awesome. The Radical Squadron. Yep. <laughs> That was that Swat was cat. the tagline. SWAT cats, the yeah. radical squadron. SWAT cats revolution is currently being funded Ugh. by the looks of it. I don't I like mean, the name of that. How much? How much more '90s can you get when your main characters yeah. named T Bone and Razor? Like, let's be honest with ourselves, guys. Yeah. But Junji Ito is gonna help with Silent Hills. I know. I love Junji Ito. Me too. Man. It would have been incredible, Junji Ito and Guillermo del Toro and. Oh God. G he reading Shinji Ito's mangas gives me such like a I, gut visceral reaction of like disgust. Yeah, here's the problem. I all everyone's like, yeah, that would have been so much fun, such a great game. We all know that had that game existed, if it was anything like even that little fucking PT bit where it's like you are just staring at a baby in a sick. It's like daddy was a loser. That I, baby is super Ito. It's I a felt, super Ito element. By the time I was done with that, I physically felt ill like the entire time i was like something's wrong with this entire game i don't feel right had a real game like that existed i i would have been like one of those stories you read like man pukes up intestines found dead in an apartment like <laughs> no, jesse i do i'm not a fan i'm not a fan like i want it and i was really like excited about alice road even though they canceled that kickstarter because i got bought i guess so we'll see what happens with that but yeah, everyone just wants something really, really genuinely awesome and scary. Yeah. Ugh, and disturbing. Ugh. Yeah, Ito's really good at, like, body horror stuff. So oh, game. God. Uzumaki. Really, oh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. The, the, um, the, <laughs> the mosquito story from Uzumaki, like, that makes me, like, sick. It makes me, like, sick yeah. to my stomach. It's oh, the so babies. The, ba the whole section with the pregnancy mm. ward mm. is mm. the worst part of mm. that book for me. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't do it. Everybody Can't do it. Uzumaki, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's real good. Manga. Ugh, Uzumaki. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. That game would have been amazing, and it's never going to happen, so. Ugh. All right. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. So there's an article I want to talk about here that I got a few people's backs up as a result of its very provocative title, which was the mobile games market is an absolute mess thanks to you. Um, that's the title. That's, okay. uh, that's a nice piece of clickbait right there. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about problems with releasing premium mobile games, problems with releasing anything that's not free to play, problems like getting core games on, on the platform and actually being successful about it. And he's talking about... This is the author of the game, incidentally. And he's speaking... For the most part, about the culture of iOS and the good old thing, like you'll pay six dollars for your fucking pumpkin spice latte, but you won't pay 
99 cents for a, for a game on iOS, or you'll buy an iOS device for like $850, but you'll balk at spending 99 cents, and all that kind of thing. Right. And he talks, he talks a little bit about that, and whose fault it is, and how exactly to change the culture, and you know, his, his conclusion is, we must change the culture together. I'm like, well, okay. The problem that I've got with some of his uh, statements is uh, things... He, he, he says, many serious gamers complain about all the casual games coming out for mobile, but don't support the serious game developers that build the games they want. Remember when you would fork over $40 for Zelda or Pokemon games on Game Boy? Imagine the amazing games we could play on our phones if we paid developers enough to create them. All right. Well, people are still buying for $60 now Zelda and Pokemon on handheld devices, and the handheld device is the 3DS, not a mobile phone. Mm. And uh, can you name even one title on iOS right now that is equivalent quality to Zelda or Pokemon. I don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you can. The capability is there. I mean, that really? power wise, sure. You yeah. can, you can do on, on an, on a new iPad, what you can do on a 3DS. Sure. But there's a huge problem with that. It's that the controls are fucking shit. And they're always going to be shit, and there's nothing you can do about that. And people don't want to play core games on mobile devices, on tablets, and on phones, because the experience of controlling them is hell. It's mm -hmm. awful. The reason why people play Pokemon and Zelda on a 3DS is because their bloody controls are set up to do that. Right. If you don't have a controller, it's very hard to make real core titles. You're limited to... A very small number of genres like uh, tactics games or srpgs or turn-based strategy or ccgs you can't make action games on an ios device and have a good controller experience there are controllers that hook up to mobile devices though yeah they're bloody expensive have you seen that like yeah. an ios the proper ios rated ones that uh, that eventually apple decided to support uh -huh. are like a hundred dollars for a decent one for a decent one that's ridiculous yeah, and again, speaking of spending too much money on a controller. Yeah, but especially in this scenario, right? Because there aren't enough games that would require a controller. There, there's the chicken and the egg, isn't it? You know. So what we're saying is, oh, okay. Well, if you want to do core games on this platform, you need proper controls, but the controls don't come built in. So as a result, you need people to buy in a large enough number controllers. The similar kind of situation that we we're talking about the Steam controller earlier. But people are not going to do that because almost all of the controllers for fucking iOS are awful. Let, let me Google the Steel Series Stratus and tell me that that is not one of the most hideous fucking controllers you've ever seen in your life. Steel Series Stratus. Stratus, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like a brick. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say. Yeah, the it list price like... for that is eighty dollars. No. $80 for that? Yeah, that's the list price for the damn thing. Uh, you can get it for $63 on eBay. Yes, thank God for that. <laughs> it, there's some, you know, if we go to Afterpad, Afterpad it's... apparently makes a bunch of stuff for it. The the TT Esports Contour, which is the good old, here's a full-size controller and your, your phone is your screen and clipped on here and it's up here while you're playing. That exists. This thing is tiny. This thing is <laughs> yeah. absolutely tiny tiny it's like this big yeah it's what is this yeah a lot of them are designed so that you split them and you put them on one half and the other half of the screen so it's kind of like a vita 
But okay. again, you need the right controller. They're tiny. They give you hand cramps. They're not well designed. And most games don't support them properly anyway. So, right. you know, how yeah. do you, at this point, how on earth do you revitalize the core game market on iPad when people have pretty much given up on iOS as a core gaming device? Because there lies your problem. It was yeah. never suitable for it in the first place. So people are like, well, guess I'm not playing it on that. Hmm. I mean, uh, the only game I really like ever put a lot of time into on my phone was I bought Final Fantasy One, the the Soul of Chaos version for um for my phone and played that, and it was all right. But even then, the controls sucked because it was so bad. Like for a JRPG, yeah. and that's nothing. That's like four buttons, and yeah. it was it was terrible. I remember a game coming out for iOS a few years ago called Epoch. And it was supposed to solve the problems that third-person action games have on iOS with a unique and innovative control system. Yeah, and the unique and innovative control system basically turned it into a glorified QTE. You know, yeah. Because you have to simplify in order to make that work. There are games that work well. You know, you can play CCGs just fine on a tablet. That's a core game yeah. genre. Yeah. You can play some tactics games. But again, you then run into the same problem of who buys the tactics games and will they buy them at the right price? And generally speaking, the answer is no, because the people that play long-form tactics games for hours on end don't want to play it on a fucking iPad. They'll play it on their PC. So what you're trying to do is convince people that are already happy with their PCs to move to iOS, which has huge numbers of issues. You know, the way that the business model works on iOS for many games is bullshit. You, they, you know, it's a matter of course to put microtransactions into games that cost money doesn't matter if it costs money or doesn't they're going to put microtransactions in it anyway and they're going to balance the game around those mm. now it's it seems to me like it's so far gone that i don't see how you could ever convince a serious core audience to come back to ios as a gaming platform and as a result those games that you're making those core games ain't gonna fucking sell yeah i mean uh i feel like the most successful fighting type games on ios have all been sort of that weird fighting tamagotchi style where it's like you just collect fighters and they oh fight yeah like on their own you don't have to do anything you just yeah. like put together a team and watch them battle well, yeah i mean i've played some fighting games on that fighting games like there's the wwe immortals game and that's by netherrealm and they also brought uh, mortal kombat 10 over right you were talking about that oh. yeah and it's it's not even close to being a fighting game. Like, it literally is a case of tap, tap, tap to attack or hold an attack. And then if you get a special, use the special at the right time. And you can use two fingers to block. And that's it. It's so basic. Well, yeah, there was one that Sam got super into. That was literally, it was all about collecting fighters. And when they went into battle, they did everything. But you chose when they used their special. That was literally all you had to do. Yeah, that's you all just you sat did. there and watched them fight. And then you'd be like, oh, this person, this person with a healing ability is, has their special boop. Cool. Everybody's at full health. I was like, man, this is the most low impact fighting game I've ever seen in my life. That's, hmm. Yeah. If I look at the stuff that I download for iOS, I specifically avoid core experiences because in the vast majority of circumstances, the core experience doesn't work on that device. And I'm actually looking for games that I can quickly jump in and out of. Well, you know, what and is, they're fairly I casual. Mean, yeah, I, I don't like. What's <laughs> yeah. the? I don't know. I, I I've always felt that. Like I didn't ever expect anyone to want core like big games on a phone, 
Like, has that? That's never been like the issue. Uh, people have never said like this is what I. I always assumed phones were for casual gameplay and or quick in and out experiences, and that was it. And so that's what people made. I never mm-hmm. thought that this it would ever be an issue. Like, well, I need a game that I can play for a long time on my phone. Like, I never thought that, that would be how to nuke your battery like any- one hundred one. You know, one of yeah, the main reasons you don't do that is because you need your mm-hmm. phone to, you know, do everything else. You yeah. don't want to burn it on a game and then not be able to use it for the rest of the day. Exactly. Yeah, I know, I, I, it's it's very, I don't know. I, it's it's interesting to hear the idea of like, yeah, we're going to get, like, we're going to make the Pokemon of iPhones. Like, does anyone, like, I don't know that I want that. But yeah, well, I, you can just play Pokemon on a fairly affordable device, you know. Right. If, it's, if it's your own... So I was looking at the... Because ch- I was reading this article earlier and I decided to have a look at some of the charts on the App Store right now to see whether or not I could figure out what do people pay for? Because if you look at, like, top grossing... Top grossing is the most depressing thing you will ever fucking read in your life. It you is Game of War, Clash of Clans, and then about 20 casino games. 20 shitty yep. slot games. And I'm pretty sure you don't even win any money on them. People are literally spending money to play virtual slots that don't give you anything which is bonkers to me but i went to the charts and i noticed something quite interesting and that's that a lot of the games that are actually being paid for are very much aimed at kids top one right now is minecraft story mode followed by minecraft pocket followed by plague inc followed by things like nba 2k16 scribble noughts is on there Oh, and then there's a bunch of board games, and PewDiePie's game is at number 17 on there. There's that like game is actually super fun, by the way. I think it's actually not bad, yeah. Yeah. There's like four button. versions of Monopoly in the top 50, Terraria, <laughs> all of Five Nights at Freddy's games, and then GTA San Andreas, you know, for those eight-year-olds that want to feel super hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of Minecraft rip-offs, rip-offs, basically, like Lucky Craft Mini and all that kind of thing. And I look down, and it's like, there is not a single fucking core game in here, anywhere, you know, unless it is somehow appealing to a kid. And that makes me think that the kind of people that buy core games on those devices are doing it because that's maybe their only gaming device. You know, they have a, a tablet or they have a phone and they don't have a 3DS or whatever, so they play what they can play. You know, my, my son has a, has a 3DS and also has a laptop on which he plays stuff. But we find him playing a lot of this weird shit on his phone anyway. And it's it's usually just because if he's not near his uh, his computer, he wants to do something else. So like if we're at a restaurant, he'll get easily bored and then he'll play some fucking like, thing like Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever on his phone. Right. And it just makes me think that that's, that's where a lot of the use is coming from, from people that are actually buying these games. And maybe these kids are getting like gift cards or whatever to spend and all that kind of thing. But they're, you know, even look through the top 100, you're not going to find many cool games on there. Yeah, that's, it, it doesn't seem like a good place. It just doesn't seem like a good fit for that kind of title. You know, mm. I mean. No, it doesn't. It, re- it really does not. And the weird thing is that I think a lot of developers have started to try and make those games because the the iPad is much more powerful now. And so is the iPhone. It's like, oh God, we can make these console quality games i think is what right. they were talking about but, there yeah but they're not though yeah i think yeah too many of them are saying oh we have way more capabilities in terms of graphics 
but you still have the same capabilities in terms of mechanics. An interface, yeah. And there's and so many mechanics and control methods that simply will not work as a result of you just having a touch screen. Right. And then some of the genres that do work, as I mentioned before, who the fuck wants to play those on an iPad for 10 hours? It's like saying, oh, Europa Universalis, or something like that, or the full version of Civilization. Would you play that on an iPad? Probably not. No, it's a full version of Civ. It's, too, it's got too many fucking menus. You know, you've got to yeah. simplify the UI. Uh, it's what I noticed with um, the PC port of Warhammer 40,000 Death Watch that just came out, which was on iOS originally as like a turn-based tactics game. And it was so obvious that they'd had to dumb everything down to make it work reasonably on an iOS device. Because you can't have a bunch of fucking menus. You don't have the screen space. You don't have hover over. They've got to really think about that in the way that they design their game. I wouldn't want to play a Paradox Grand Strategy on a fucking phone. The UI's bad enough on a PC. Well, Why would you? That, I, I, I mean, that goes back to people just want to play quick in and out. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what company would be like, what? yeah, we need to make an amazing 20-hour game for a phone. Like, no one, like, no one wants that. Yeah, and Not I mean, really. think about, even think about another type, like, think about, like, a 3D platforming kind of Mario-style game, right? You are, like any game where you would need to control the camera. I can't even imagine it's what that would be like. Yeah, it's it's those garbage. virtual controls are fucking yeah, awful. They're terrible. Like like whenever you have to move, even when I have to do just like the left thumbstick on any mobile thing or touchscreen, it's terrible. It's it's garbage. So I can't even imagine something where you would have to change the camera angle or look around. That'd be terrible. It's just garbage. Yeah. So. To me, the, the whole kind of complaining and saying, hey, we've got to change the culture. You know, this Battlestation Harbinger game looks pretty good. Shame it's on fucking phone. You know, I'd play this on PC. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. The people that want to play your game aren't using the platform you're developing it for. Right. They don't want to play on that device. So they yeah. wait for it to come out on PC. And thankfully, they, you know, they're doing a Kickstarter to do that. So cool. When your game comes out on PC, I'll play it. And that's, I think, what a lot of people are going to be saying. I'll either play it on my console or play it on my PC. And, you know, similar with those that own 3DSs. Just saying, look, this is my gaming device. I prefer this. I want to play it on this. If you won't give me that option, I'm just not going to play it at all. Because there are so many other games I could very easily play instead. It's a weird sort of like, everyone sees that market and imagines the riches that await them when they see like, oh, well, if you can make a game where you just slap a fucking bird and make millions of dollars we can make something amazing yeah. and like they forget that the that market loves stupid shit like you can flap a bird but there's all i dare i say there is no place for an overthought game on mobile like no. like a big grand game there's just no place for it and people are like we're gonna make a moba for mobile and we're gonna make an rpg for mobile. hey so like, just on the subject of moba for mobile there is one that just came out that is oh. that kind of i mean there's several mobas available for ios and some of them are actually really good like they're very well designed vainglory is a beautiful game like it's one of the best looking games on that on that format but what's interesting is the new one i think it was like call of champions or something like that it's like yeah these matches are five minutes because we understand Ooh. that people don't want to sit for 30 fucking minutes on a touch device. On a phone, yeah. You can literally play a round of this in between whatever, or while you're taking a shit, or anything along those lines. And they understand yeah. that, and as a result, that to me is much better idea. You know, just get a quick round in when you can. But if I want to play a real Dota-style game, I play fucking Dota. I don't play it on a mobile device. 
Yeah. Right. But I'll play a, a light version of it in, you know, in between. If I like that genre, I'm like, okay, I understand this is not quite as complicated, but it's fast and I can get a kind of a little, uh, little snack-sized version of that genre. I think that's what that's what mobile's good for. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to like I was gonna say like although if you're the person that's like I gotta have my snack size moba, you might have a problem. Like, yeah, that's like, I can't look. I I, I can't I playing, get away from it. Yeah. And now I gotta take a shit, so I'm gonna play this other game. Like, you might have a problem. Yeah, have to chill chill on the mobas for a bit. I just yeah, you know maybe read a yeah. book on the toilet instead. No, I don't know. you know playing Hearthstone and then like crap, you need to go to the toilet and it's like oh cool, I can play Hearthstone now. Can you my game? <laughs> Oh, goodness. That's why that was designed. Let's all be very clear. Yeah. We all oh, yeah. know why they were like, let's put that on mobile. Putting yeah. that on phones was the best thing they fucking did ever. Mm -hmm. I, I will yeah. tell you this, like, at esports events in particular, like the casters and crew in between, you know, in their downtime, they're pretty much all playing Hearthstone on their fucking phone. In the crowd, oh, yeah. there are dudes playing Hearthstone. Yeah, there are. Just That's very true. Paying attention. Yeah. When they do the camera pan, there's always guys just like, yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw a camera pans of a Hearthstone event where people were playing Hearthstone. It's like, you went to a Hearthstone event to watch Hearthstone, but instead you thought it would be more fun to play it. You said. Play Hearthstone, Although, yeah. to be fair, at last BlizzCon, when I went to watch people play Hearthstone, I was like, fuck, I really want to play Hearthstone now. Mm -hmm. Those people just knew. <laughs> they knew they were going to sit in the audience and watch other people play Hearthstone and be like, I want to play so bad. So I'm, they just brought I'm their iPad with them. I was surprised they got a signal up in that shit. That's all I'm... Oh, yeah. How you, how you manage that? God bless. If you can play it, you deserve to play it. Getting any kind <laughs> of signal in the in the Anaheim Convention Center is pretty garbage. Yeah. It's tricky. I, pro tip, switch to 3G. Oh, 3G. Turn off mm. LTE, switch to 3G. Ah. Works flawlessly. Because no one's using that shit anymore. So hey, it's great. I'll, I'll tell you what. Like, when I went to LA, for some reason, like, my phone was useless. I don't know why. Yeah. Consistently yeah. dropping. Uh, yeah. Uh, Verizon. Verizon shit here. Is Verizon, it? Okay, like, good to know. Is, Verizon yeah. works fine for me. Well, it depends on where you're at. It's sparse throughout the city. And if you go anywhere indoors, you lose, like, three bars automatically. Yeah, I mean, I was well, down to... To 1G or whatever that is. It's like, yeah. wow, we're going to play some Snake here on my Nokia 5230 or whatever I get. I don't know what it is. Oh, hate it. Hate uh, it. Pretty awful. I will H say, H plus is for hate. Apparently, AT, like all the other companies here, like, kill it. Kill it. Meanwhile, it's like the reverse in New York and places like that. So LA is just the worst. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Hearthstone, so oh. major, major change. Uh, so the Patron Warrior deck. Oh yeah, which very nerfed. It's dead. It's fucking dead. And they killed it in a in crazy way. So for those who don't know, the patron warrior has been the scourge of the ladder for a long time now. You know, pretty much ever since the Blackwing Adventure came out, patron has been a fucking nightmare. So the reason why it's a nightmare is that you can combo together a bunch of awful stuff to one shot kill somebody out of nowhere, and there's nothing they can really do about it. It involves bringing these things called Grim Patrons on the board. They're 5 mana, they are 3-3, three, three, which is shitty, but when they take damage and don't die, they summon another Grim Patron. Mm -hmm. So you can set up a combo with this card called the Warsong Commander, which gives your patrons charge. So that means as soon as you play them, as soon as they're summoned, they can attack. So what you do know, you do? You know, there's a great animated video that easily explains this, if you would like to go watch Indeed, it. Indeed, yes. <laughs> I believe it's over on the Polaris <laughs> channel. You know, it is yeah. the Disney Hearthstone crossover. Yeah. Uh, it's explains it fairly well. I so 
there's a, there's a couple of little combos that you can do with that. You know, there's something called the Frothing Berserker, which gets attack power every time something gets damaged. So you combo that with the fucking Grim Patron, give that charge. It's a one-shot kill against almost anybody. Like, you know, 30 health, dead. 40 health, dead. 50 health, dead. Ridiculous. So what they decided to do, because they realized, right, this is finally a problem. They realized this after about eight fucking months, is... Yeah, um, we want to make Warsong Commander utterly unplayable. Like, garbage. Rubbish. Tripe. Utter tripe. So this card started off as 3 mana, 2-3, minions you play gain charge. Now, it is 3 mana, 2-3, charge minions gain plus 1 attack. This makes the card strictly worse than one of the worst cards in the game, the Raid Leader. Which is a 3 mana common basic card, 2-2, give all minions on your side plus 1. So it's unplayably bad. Like, there's no reason now why you would ever, ever, ever use that card ever again. Mm. So they killed Patron, but they also killed a lot of other stuff in the process. And they, they, they over-nerfed this card so badly that it is now bottom-tier useless piece of shit. Get out of here! Literal, literal garbage. Yeah. Literal garbage. <laughs> Utterly pointless. Yeah, you know, what's funny about this... Murloc's coming for you, though. So, Zariah, the community manager for Hearthstone, is and my... fantastic cosplayer. Yeah, fantastic cosplayer, all-around wonderful lady. Uh, one of my oldest friends, and also one of my uh, old roommates. We were roommates for a long time. And I messaged her a while ago, and I was like, why is Grim Patron the worst? And she messaged me back and said, Grim Patron is not the problem, it's Warsong Commander. So, mm -hmm. this was a while ago, so I was like... I wonder what's going to happen here. And yeah. there you have it. Yeah. So, yeah. They've been arguing for a while that charge in that game is one of the biggest problems. Because let's go back to your Magic the Gathering example. And the reason why Magic the Gathering takes so fucking long to play. Because people can respond to what you do. Yes. So you play a creature. Ah, uh, interrupt. Mm -hmm. Actually, this shit. And yeah. so on and so forth. <laughs> you can't do that in Hearthstone. The only time that ever happens in Hearthstone is with like a secret, basically. Yes. You know? Or some sort of ability which is constantly running. And you have no control over that at all. So mm -hmm. you don't have the ability to respond. So a deck like Patron, I imagine, has probably been done a billion times in Magic. And there's probably a counter to it. There's always been a counter to it. But there is no real counter to charge outside of all the charge cards being awful. And they were for a while. Like, I, I built charge-only decks, and most charge cards kind of suck. There's mm -hmm. a few, you know, there's a few examples of stuff that's good, but, I mean, the fucking Stone Tusk Boar is a 1-1 with charge. It's useless. It's fucking useless yeah, in the vast majority of circumstances. In deck. Who's <laughs> the... What's that 1-4 with charge and taunt? It's the gnome. Oh, the fucking Gnomerigan Warrior? That one's okay in Arena, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, some okay. cards are a bit more functional in Arena than they would be yeah. in Constructed Play, but... Absolutely. I mean, 1-4 with charge makes no fucking sense in the vast majority of circumstances. Like, I'm gonna charge, charge you for charge. one damage! Yeah. Yeah, great. That's... Yeah. And they're always, like, overcosted and things like that. There's a few charge cards which are good, but that's, you know, like, uh, Grom Hellscream and uh, yeah. that, uh, the 4-3 Corcoran Elite. But outside oh. of that... Somebody brings up Leroy, but Leroy is... Leroy's no, not good anymore. Leroy yeah, used yeah. to be Leroy good, and then broke. they nerfed him hard. Because yeah. people realized, again, the Leroy thing, that was how Miracle Rogue used to work. You'd play a Leroy, you'd hit them in the face with it, you'd bring it back to your hand, you'd play the Leroy again, and you'd keep doing this using, uh, like, uh, shadow, shadow Step. So basically, mm -hmm. you could obliterate people with that. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Somebody says King Crush. King Crush is too expensive. Yeah, King Crush <laughs> sucks because it's really, really pricey. The only reason King Crush is good right now is because you can randomly summon it with Ram Wrangler. Yeah, which has happened to me before. Yep, um, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a shame, the, uh, though. It's like the, that That was their solution, is to break a card completely. Yeah, it's, I mean... I hope it gets redesigned. At least the, I mean, with other nerfs, they I don't think have been as bad. I mean, even the Buzzard nerf, which was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Oh, it was my pr poor Hunter Heart when they nerfed Buzzard. Oh, God, it was no! brutal. <laughs> yeah, that. but it was, I mean, it's not completely unplayable. Like, it's bad, but it's not as, it's not just like... It's not utterly it's, unplayable, but it's yeah, it's yeah. very unlikely that you would use him. Yes, it's true. But, but at least he I mean, can be randomly summoned, you know? Yeah, yeah. But You can get him in your deck with, like, a web spinner or summon him with a ram wrangler or whatever, and that's fine. Yeah, If you but if you get worse on Commander, it's like, this has no point in any deck at all. This is now useless, completely useless. Yeah, huh. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a Band-Aid fix, you know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. it's it is, it's like, yeah, right, well, you know, you've got some uh, nerve problems in your fingers, so we're going to cut off your arm. That'll get rid of the nerve problems. That's basically what they did. You know, they destroyed the card in order to break the deck. But it will. Yeah. I mean, it will. it will. Yeah. Hashtag phantom pain, but it will. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that. The, but now we have to deal with Secret Paladin, which is the new, the new flavor. I'm partially responsible for that deck. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> I was pretty much one of the first people to play it, and I did a video about it, and now Ladder is ruined. I'm sorry. <laughs> really sorry. I my friend just tweeted out, he's like, he's like, 70% of the matches I play are Secret Paladin. I'm like, yeah, well. To be fair, at least I played my extreme version of Secret Paladin with all the fucking secrets. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I've got Eye and Eye in my deck. That's fun. Yeah, he, all the, I mean, all the, the decks now are like, they don't use all the secrets, but I'm no, like, why don't. not just They're go optimized. whole hog? You know, just have yeah. all of them in there. Yes, agreed. If you got yeah. secrets, you might, if you're going to be an asshole, you might as well own up to being an asshole. Yeah. They, F secrets. They cost one F mana. F secrets. Paladin secrets are one mana. It's like, whatever, <laughs> just play them. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So many yeah. combos. Like, then they attack your minion, and then all five fucking secrets trigger. It's Go like, yeah. all right, so we're going to resurrect this guy, and uh, we're going to give you a 2-3 Avenge buff, and then we're going to have a, a get down, which gets in the way, so it doesn't take any damage anyway, and all that sort of thing. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 2-1 the proccing the Avenge is just too oh, good. You know? God, it's That's so, so good. good. Yeah, it's really, really good. I love but, it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people are saying run Flare, but, I mean, you know, it's the... It's, I don't think it's worth it. I It's worth it just to see them concede at that point. And they oh, do. That's, that is they auto-concede when you flare them. It's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Flare used to be such... used to be a lot shittier than it is because it never used yeah. to draw a card. So people are like, I'm never going to play flare because it's literally a dead card against six out of the nine classes. But now, but now when 70% like, of your matches are secret paladin, you're just yeah. like, eh, it's worth a shot. Welcome to, me welcome to the metagame. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah. Uh, so, one more piece of news before we wrap up with releases. Any of you still play Payday 2? No. Once in a while, yeah. No. So, Payday 2 and the developers Overkill have pissed off a fuckload of people lately by basically going up against and going back on something that they claimed they would never do, which is to put microtransactions in the game. Uh-oh. They have now put microtransactions in the game. So uh, you can get safes, which are very similar to TF2 crates, and you can <laughs> unlock them with drills, which are very similar to keys. But you unlock these things and you get weapon skins. So you might be thinking, all right, okay, weapon skins, that's not a big deal. Except the weapon skins give stat boosts. Oh, no. <laughs> Yay! Whoops. You fucked up. Oh, that's... <laughs> Guys, you fucked Idiots. up. Idiots. 
Oh, Idiots. That's, that's that's not a good choice. Guys, I think every developer should just watch our podcast. <sighs> hey, they'll know. Listen up. They'll listen know up. everything that right now. us off. They could be right now. Every developer in the world. Guys, pay attention. Pay attention to us while we discuss. Don't be a this dummy topic. and do this shit. Don't do this. Oh God. Yeah, they. Do, do we know they, what the stats? I'm gonna look this up. I don't know how much of a buff they are, but they're like the weapon skins are strictly better by the sounds of it than the regular weapons. They have recently patched it in by letting you get keys as a random drop as well. But of course, oh. you know, if you want to open a bunch of crates and get all the shit you want, you gotta be yeah, better be paying for it. Uh, somebody says you can get skins for weapons you don't have either. Yes, yeah. Oh, and no. not only weapons you don't have, but weapons <laughs> for the DLC that you don't own. That's entirely possible. Oh, no. So you, you can you could pay money for a key. Unlock the fucking safe, and in it is a skin for a weapon that you need to spend money to get. <laughs> God, it's oh, unbelievably know. ridiculous. Oh, good. Oh my god. Yeah, that's just foolish. I, I mean, all I wanted out of that game was my kawaii mask, and I got it. And so I'm not spending any money, any more money on that game. But I mean, that that game yeah. is such a mess right now. It has so much fucking DLC. That if you wanted to get in new, you would have no idea where to start. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Uh, how much DLC is there for it? Uh, let's see. 36 pieces of DLC. Yeah. Obviously, some of that is free, no doubt. But there's like there's 36 oh, yeah. pieces of fucking DLC. How the fuck do I know what's worth having here? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. It's already bad enough with uh, Payday to even be able to get a decent game. It's like, oh, I'm new to the game, guys. Kicked. Over and over again, because they don't want you to ruin their fucking pure stealth run or whatever. Yeah. It's, and adding this in as well, you know, they said they would never do it, and then they fucking did it. You know? It's as simple as that. They went back on their promise. That and it's a stupid sense. system in the first place, even if they hadn't gone back on their promise. I don't know why they would... Yeah, everyone is, everyone is covering this. There's not one little bit of good... Even Forbes is like, they effed up. Yes. <laughs> Forbes, wow, Forbes. you know you screwed up when Forbes says you screwed up. Well, I mean, for Forbes, they've got a bunch of contributors now that write about games, yeah. so it's not that not that surprising, but regardless, yeah, everyone pretty much turned around and said, you guys are idiots! And they're right. That's insane. It's nonsense. Yeah, I guess Reddit has been like, go there and lower their score. Yeah, the, the whole review bombing thing. Lower. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, the yeah. power of the I wonder Reddit. if that ever matters. Like, I wonder if it's just impotent raging, or if that's actually made a difference to anything. It's uh, it's so far past release, the point where, like, the Metacritic score Nobody's has no going yeah, to look for Payday 2 Nobody on Metacritic cares. at this point, you know? It's just rage. Just like, yeah, we'll show them. It, it really actually, is. Actually, what would show them is just to not use that service. Yeah. 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 Just don't just use it. Don't spend money use, on it. Yeah. If you Stop get a key, stuff, don't play if you get it. a key, leave that shit in your inventory. Don't even use it if you get a drop or whatever it is, it. like a drill. Yeah, think just about it. Yeah, and let yeah. them see that a bunch of people aren't using it, and then they'll take that shit out. That's that's the easy way to do it. No, that's that's it's too much work. I'd rather just go angrily post on a forum. Understandably. All right, should we do releases and then wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. Today, October 20th, we have Dolgoth. Dolgoth? What the Dulgith. hell is Dolgoth? I don't know. Dolgoth? How do you spell that? D-O-L-G-U-T-H. It's an early access game that's an old school 2D brawler for six local players. 
great. Oh, oh wonderful. I'm sure that'll do really well on PC. Next. <laughs> Next is Just Dance 2016 for pretty much everything, which doesn't yep. really need explanation. Dragon Ball Z Extreme Butoden for 3DS. Extreme Butoden? Ex- extreme Booty Den. Extreme Booty Den. That sounds more mm-hmm. more exciting than the regular version. So, Definitely. Interesting thing about this game, if I may, ah. for a moment, uh, Arc System Works did the graphics for this game. Oh. Yeah. They're probably so, pretty good then. Outside yeah. of the fact it's on a 3DS, but yeah, pretty yeah, good. But... Nice. Next. Cool. This looks pretty good. Next up is uh, the Xbox One Limited Edition Halo 5 Guardians Bundle. So I assume like Halo Four 5 Xbox isn't out One. yet, right? Halo 5 is not out yet. That's coming out in November, I assume, right? So this is probably just a, hey, you can buy a Halo-themed Xbox and then get it on release, right? I yeah. don't know. Oh, uh, so. God. Yeah, it actually is out next week. So October the 27th is when oh. Halo 5 Guardians comes out. So Interesting. Next. Uh, Tales of Zestiria, which we talked about earlier. That for we did. PS4, PC, and PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's Sing. 2016, Ooh. which is apparently a thing. I assume it's similar to Just Dance, but you sing in it. Yep, I'm going to guess <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, Organ Trail Complete Edition for Yeah, PS4 what's up with that? Um, They're just porting I like... it. It's, yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's just a port, right? Yeah. Just a port yeah. of the game. Cool. All right. Um, Adventure Time, Finn and Jake Investigations for we, all of the Sony things. Can I just take a moment to say, look, I love Adventure Time, but your games are awful. Fucking awful. And, always yeah. bad. And hey, after I don't know. three seconds of looking at this game, I'm like, well, on a PS1, this would have looked amazing. <laughs> uh, but it Battle Party, like Battle Party was pretty incredible. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> the the MOBA. Play Battle Party. The, the, the Adventure Time MOBA. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> that was some 10 out of 10. Oh, woo. It, no, it no, 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 no. Wow. Next. <laughs> Next is Code Realize Guardian of Rebirth, which sounds like anime what bullshit. F- it definitely is. What? It's on Vita, of course it is. Name. Mm. It's all also, that comes out on Vita these days. It actually kind of looks probably a visual like novel. Style. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely what it is, I think. Yep, I it's a visual t- novel. <laughs> Again. Perfect. Mm, uh, next up is Overlord Fellowship of Evil. Apparently, it is... is dog shit. Oh, people are hating it. Absolutely oh, no. despising this game. That's Overlord is like, a franchise, like isn't Overlord. it? Yeah. yeah, but apparently, it's nothing like the other ones, and it's just some oh, simplistic no. fucking ARPG, and everybody hates it. Oh no! Oh, oh that's so sad. The other Overlord games were good. They were well, ish. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, well, Sword Coast Legends came out, which I've heard is, like, okay. Yeah, some people are like, eh, without, it the, seems... The demo that they did for this game implied that you had a lot more customization than you actually have. Yeah, Which is what, what I've, I've heard. heard multiple times from multiple people, which kind of sucks. Um, Forced Slightly Better Edition. I love that. <laughs> That's great. Oh um, man, yeah, that's, that's a that's a pretty cool hilarious. co-op game that's actually on PC and it has been there for a while. Cool. Moving on to October twenty first, aka tomorrow, we've got Pinball FX two Balls of Glory. Uh huh. Balls of Glory. Balls okay. of Glory. 
All right, it's a pinball game. Ooh, Next. Right? Uh, Coast Guard. This is a game about being Coast Guard. Cool. Next game is called Iron Craft. Iron Craft with a K. With a K. Right. Okay. Iron Craft Roads to Hell, apparently. It is a fast-paced 2.5D side-scrolling car brawler with alternative World War II stories, zombies, aliens, and maximum craziness. Great. I mean, it sounds like it. Um... Okay, then. Maximum cool. craziness. Mm, all well, right. the next game is called Robbery Bob, Man of Steel. <laughs> Robbery? Man of, I, don't, I see I what don't they did even... there. Man Hello, of Steel. Hello, buddy. My name's Robbery Bob. Oh, Man of Steel. Oh, that's clever. It's a stealth puzzle heist game, basically. Cool. Oh, neat. Uh, next game is Worm Unlimited. Oh, my God. Is that the old MMO? It is. Yeah. It's huh. an... Ancient, ancient sandbox MMO. Huh. Cool. Uh, next up is Distraint. D-I-S-T-R-A-I-N-T. They're not even using real words anymore. It's a oh. 2D psychological horror, by the looks of it. Okay. Oh, interesting. Next up is Kingdom, which I feel like we've looked up before. This, well, I mean, it's a very generic name. It's a 2D side-scrolling but... resource management hybrid game thingy. Mm. Okay. Well, the next game is called Shallow Space. If I recall correctly, that is a PvP space game. I think I played some of this. Yeah, organized RTS combat, fully 3D environment. Yeah. Sort cool. of uh, space strategy. Uh, the next game is literally just called Murder. Oh. Right, okay. okay. Sure. So we're I... here now. This is where the game industry has, has come to. Yeah, uh, I can't uh, find that. Have you guys played Murder? <laughs> I can't. I actually can't even find that on Steam because of how generic a name it is. <laughs> the, mo the most dangerous cool. game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need just um, the next game. Oh my god. It's, yeah. It's the next game. Here we go again. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Mine's all another, of my favorite thing. <laughs> another pretty girls battle game, guys. We've got poker. Pretty girls battle. I am so I'm, effing excited. It looks for this great. Game. Question mark. It is. Pretty animal oh. girls. Oh my god! Poker. I'm playing this shit. This is Fan Friday. The fan is me. This is this is. What, I mean, is, if I'm it's in. anything like um, Mahjong Solitaire Pretty Girl Battle, it's basically going to be strip poker. The game. I'm it. That's what I want. That's what I want. I know that's what you want. I just want you to know that's like potentially what you're going to play. Hmm. For some Someone reason, uh, Rebel Galaxy the... was not on the release list. I don't know why that is, but that's yeah. out today too. Hey, Rebel Galaxy. It's, uh, it's great, by the way. So It's got great that. music. Fucking awesome yeah. music. Uh, no, but for real though, um, I'm going to need some. Once they release the secret code to make all these girls naked, someone send that to me. Thanks. Love, Jesse. You have to play the game and then they slowly get naked. Why the fuck would you work for your porn? Yeah, that's internet? stupid. Come I can on. just go to Google. I don't want to okay, work for it. Okay, then don't play the game, you dummy. Next. October 22nd, we've got Alpha Polaris. It's a horror point and click. Next. Next up is called Gremlins Inc. Gremlins Inc. It is early access game, strategy board game in a steampunk world of corrupt capitalist gremlins. It's I actually kind of cool looking. Looks like my jam, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh my, I, actually I saw the saw, game board. Yeah, if you ever want to play that TV, I actually saw a thing the other day that was like, oh shit, this TV would love this. I probably would, yeah. Yeah, it's all cool. the different gremlins have like their own, like, I'm the banking gremlins, and we're the like cog gremlins, and you're just trying to, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yep. 
Next, Next up is Knocked. It's a 2D top-down multiplayer survival horror game. Cool. Next up is The Big Secret of a Small Town. Uh, point and click is what it looks like, or just adventure, or like, like, yeah, it looks like point and click puzzle. Game. Yeah, point and click kind of puzzle game. That's cool. cool. That's my jam. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, Mugen Souls is next. This is, a, this is a Nipponichi game. It is turn-based combat with anime boobs, basically. Yeah, yeah. you say <gasps> well, you say Nipponichi. That's the only kind of boobs I love. Um, Skybreak is the next game. I think it's another survival kind of game. Explore, rebuild the station above the clouds, enhance your armor, fight in a procedurally generated world. Yeah, it's one of these early access survival games. Cool. Looks good, Excellent. but yeah, won't be finished. Ever, probably. <laughs> next up is called Voxel Blast. That has to do with voxels. And blasting and blast them. them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a sort of 3 d shooter. Next. Uh, next up is Message Quest. I... I, I I saw the or name of this. I thought, quest. I thought it was Massage Quest. I was like, I want to play that. It is a point and click. It's cool. a stained glass point and click adventure. That's kind of cool. Huh, that sounds I'll check cool. that out too. Uh, next is called Command Northern Inferno. It's a war game, basically. Very complicated looking one. Next up is called Square Brawl. Too many fucking games coming out these days. Uh, it is a party game. Is what Square wow. Square Brawl yeah. is. Uh, next up is Slender: The Arrival for Wii U. I think we know what that is. All the new games. Oh man, they're killing it. They're killing it. <laughs> and then we've got Shantae and the Pirates Curse for Fire. It's, that's Amazon Fire TV. Sure. Yeah. Uh, October twenty third, we've got Divine Slice of Life. It is anime bullshit. Animu. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, I'm all about that life. Visual novel. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, next sweet, one. Sweet divine slice oh, of this life. next one. Auto dealership tycoon. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I desperately want to just make videos of people be like, come on down to Crazy Dresses Auto Card. <laughs> we got new card. We got old card. It's, oh, I might play this game and just do that the entire fucking time. Put yourself, put like the VHS filter over the your UI footage. So like stand in front of your green screen and be like, I'm not allowed within 100 feet of the DMV because I gave too many good deals on used cars. <laughs> Uh, next up is Tracks and Turrets. It's a tank battle game. Next. Great. Next is called Star Sky. All right. Uh, it is Japanese by the looks of it. About a man taking a midnight stroll. Mm. Don't know well, what. Next up. Walking simulator, quite literally, by the looks of it. Next. <laughs> next up is Vermintide. We know all about that. Next up is 200% mixed juice. W wait, which is I that the sequel? To it's the sequel to 100% orange, orange juice. Oh yeah. God! What? It is an old school RPG featuring a mix of orange juice characters, apparently. Um. But there's like, but there's like crazy. What is even happening? <laughs> there's like you're fighting starships and stuff in this game. What is, what is it's, happening? It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. Gosh. Oh. Uh, next up is uh, so we had Kingdom on the list, and then but Kingdoms, and kingdoms. I can't find this fucking thing either. Name Fuck your it. games in a more unique way. Fuck it. If you Next have game. fucking games that I can't find on Steam, fuck you. I'm not talking about them. Next. Giving Steam too much power. Total biscuit. It's it's already Talk taken over everything. 
talk about how Valve needs to check themselves, but... All right, next game is called 100 Ways. Puzzle game. Next. Shadows on the Vatican, Act 2. Point and click. Episodic. Next. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the Rooks Edition. The Legend of Zelda, Triforce (laughs) Heroes. Correct reaction to the latest Assassin's Creed game. Is apparently fantastic and really fun. Um, It's a multiplayer Zelda game, for those of you who don't know. And then on October 26th, our final game is called Cineron. A minimalist 3D platform racing game that's in early access. Also, Life is Strange Episode 5 came out today. Yes, it did. That wasn't on the list either. And people are already spoiling it, so I gotta make a a Cineron. I I haven't looked at anything. Of course. Well, I think it pretty much wraps up the show, doesn't it? By the looks of it. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. Right, let's uh, leave. But before we leave, what's coming up on the channel this week? What's going on? Octopimp, what are you oh, doing? For oh, on my channel? Yeah. Uh, I have two episodes uh, of my show. What are you doing? For, I have I have what two you, episodes. What of my is show it you for, say you would do, you, that you do here? Uh, well, I uh, make anime parodies on the internet. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but I I have two episodes of my show, fifty percent off, coming out. Uh, should be this Saturday and then next Saturday, uh, which is a huge deal because usually we ha- we're like there's like two months between episodes, but I wanted to do two episodes this month because it's been a while. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for those if you like anime and you like shirtless boys getting in the pool because that's what you're gonna be seeing. It's a lot yeah. of that. Bringing it all together. So I'm gonna Bring assume Dodger that what's going on in your channel is very similar to this. Uh, we got. Life is Strange, and we got uh, the rest of the Undertale Pacifist run, which is entirely VODs from my stream, so if you're impatient, you can just go watch it on Twitch. Look, oh, I don't wonderful. Care. Um, oh, and my fall season first impression is going to be coming out this week, because I think I've finally seen the first episode of everything that I gave a fuck about, so if you like animus, watch that. Jesse, what's going on with the channel this week? A lot of great videos, but I'm going to give you a, a spoiler. In my videos, secretly, I placed clips of uh, shirtless anime boys kissing. So you have to watch all my videos to figure out which ones have it. Mm-hmm. So get on that, because I, too, love shirtless animo- anime boys getting in pools. Animoy so boys. Animoy boys. My- <laughs> animoys. I'm a huge fan of animoys. Animoys. And... Uh, so, yeah, uh, youtube.com slash Cox. Go there for that. Great. Yeah. Well. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty much the end of the show, by the looks of it. Don't know what will be coming up on my channel this week. I have no idea. I've got various appointments, and I'm going to Vegas next week anyway. So Vegas! I'm, f- Vegas! I'm fucking off for a while, and then I'm going to the West Coast for stuff. Are you going to shoot off weapons in Vegas? Is Probably, this yeah. Most likely. It's always weapons. fun. Can you do that? Of course you cool. can. Cool. Yeah, man, you can shoot like pretty much crazy weapons there. in the middle of the oh, desert. Yeah. It's pretty what? great. I want to shoot everything's a legal in the desert. You want to shoot, <laughs> <a, laughs> shoot a what? A bazooka. I want to shoot yeah, a bazooka you can do that. in the desert. Sick. Awesome. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. All right, that pretty much wraps us up for the show. Thank you very much for watching, folks, and thanks to the new subs on the channel today. We will see you next time. Thanks for watching the Corruptional Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. So long, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out.